Hey guys, I got a special deal for you, our listeners, from our new sponsor, Audible.com. That's right. If you go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, you can get set up with a free 30-day trial of their service that'll give you a free audiobook. The best part of that, you can cancel at any time, including during that trial period, and keep that free book that you got. Doing so not only gets you a free audiobook, but it helps the show out tremendously. You can select any audiobook you want, including Ready Player One, a futuristic story on the possible future of VR, or Extra Lives, a piece on why video games are art and important to our daily lives. So go do it, audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Once again, the book is yours to keep or stay with Audible and keep getting books every single month. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash firmware update. So go get your free book. a match but i was wondering if <laughs> is he look this good because of omega making him look this good i couldn't tell they should put that as the name for jericho's next dvd set he can still do a match he can still do a match <laughs> and hello and geez and chrome it's been a while folks welcome to another edition <laughs> of the firmware update i'm one of your hosts malcolm spinetti joining me back from a torrid and series of unfortunate events on both of our parts, Joe Garcia, and joining us one more time. Well, actually, this will be first of two more times. But anyway, joining us once again, friend of the show, founder of the show, no less, Tyler Lee. What's up? Hey. And folks, uh, first and foremost, me and Joe want to say say sorry. It's been a while, as we said. Um, went through some things on my end. Uh, had to do some training. Had to switch up my schedule, which unfortunately didn't agree with Joe, who likewise uh, got busy over at the hotel there. So, yeah, it was a little rough getting together there, but we finally got things straightened, and we wanted to get started because, you know, the year started. We got some really excellent games I'm looking forward to on Friday, for Pete's sake. So, we want to get this done. Joe, how you been? I've uh, been all right, all things considered. Um, things are normalizing once again, so I'm I'm just ready to finally, finally, <laughs> three and a half weeks into 2018, uh, ready to, to get our Game of the Year stuff underway. Excellent. And Tyler, it's been a hot minute. How have you been, buddy, since we last talked to you? Super, super, super busy. But, uh, you know, trying to play games <laughs> while still having time to pay bills and all that nonsense mm. man paying bills sucks oh. right <laughs> right yeah. i think i'm gonna stop yeah i mean like i look at it every month and i'm like can we just not <laughs> uh, one more month and then i'm just not gonna <laughs> if you guys show up again like what if we just didn't yeah. do this well, well i mean then... there are examples you can look to of people that just didn't <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I definitely hear you there. Just real talk for a moment. I've got multiple student loans. I've, we're, me and Sandra are already doing debt consolidation. And, uh, so yeah. ain't it? Oh God. Yeah. The, the next four years are going to be grand. So, <laughs> <laughs> and all of this, and you know, we do want to do kids, but at the moment we don't know how in the blue hell that's possible. <laughs> so. Well, Malcolm, when a man loves a woman. No, 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 no that's no, not no. why I'm, I'm not. It's not. I didn't come up here for that. No. 
All right, so folks, uh, there's been a month and a half worth of news stories here, and we are about to enter the first part of our annual tradition here of the firmware update, the Cinderella bracket, which will then lead to the Game of the Year tournament. As we all know, the winner of the Cinderella bracket gets to take on the number one pick in our tournament. It's kind of like winning the Royal Rumble, except the prize isn't that spectacular. It's sort of like you get a squash against Brock. (laughs) 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 Even though there have been upset, I think there's been at least one upset before in the history of this podcast, but but, uh, I digress. So that look forward to that. This is different than what I thought. I thought I was just going to come on here and we were going to say that Final Fantasy 15 won again somehow. Well, that Royal <laughs> I mean, Edition no, they keep does updating c- that game. <laughs> it's, it's hey, we can Diablo it. Diablo 3. No, it. we can't. It's like, <laughs> we just said, no, we can't. And we won't. <laughs> it's a whole new game now. <laughs> uh, Royal Edition, that's another news story. Well, yeah. I mean, Destiny 2 is on here, and I mean, come on, really? Yeah. You voted for it to be there. It's <laughs> Uh, yes i could make that goof (laughs) score anyway uh so folks it's been a long time it's been over a month there's been plenty of news stories but for the sake of speed uh me and joe are gonna bring up some select ones that we picked out uh if you if there's anything we miss that you would like to hear our opinions on mailbag at the firmup.com you write them those in and we will do a show talking about it just for you just to talk about anything you really want to hear our input on you can also tweet us at the firm up as well and you can uh, send us those questions or news stories and we will talk about it but for now me and joe just went through and picked the best of the best uh or at least what we think is the best of the best to just go through really quickly. And Joe, uh, how do you want to do this? You want to take turns? You want to just go through a, one of our lists uh, right off the bat? What do you want? To- um, let's just go through our list, I guess. All right. Uh, let's see. I guess we should probably start with uh, the other Game Awards. Not ours. The less prestigious Game Awards uh, <laughs> happened uh, while we were away. Uh, you know, with that came not just awards, but some announcements and whatnot. Oh, yeah. The, uh, what the- the one that takes would, place before the year's out? Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> uh, would you rather talk about the announcements or the words first, guys? Uh, I would rather talk about some of the announcements there. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, going in order, uh, based on this Polygon article, they all they just said, hey, here's the announcements. Uh, but let's let's kind of uh, – let's, let's cherry pick some of the best stuff. Quality journalism. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. The first thing that pops up here uh, is from software teased a, a, a new game for like 20 seconds. Uh, they showed some uh, something. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, uh, Tyler, did you see the Game Awards in any of this as well? Is it the uh, Souls Die Twice or yeah, yeah, Shadow uh, Die. It, it looks Shadows like Die Twice. Yeah, it uh, looks I like. Saw it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I saw it. It looks like uh, it's definitely like it looks like an arm bone, a lot of blood, and then some primitive in torture instrument. Uh, not a lot to go on, but. I'm a big from software fan, so I got jazzed for no reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, with the, with the word "die" in there, you assume it's some sort of Souls game. You think? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's like uh, I, would go, I would go out on the limb here and say. Well, it's if it's, even if it's even if it's not, I'm still excited because you know, hey, if they want to, I'd much rather they come out with a new IP anyway. So. Yep. Yeah. Or hey, what if, what if I bring full? What is it? Uh, Metal Wolf Chaos. Let's, let's localize that finally. Bring that over. Or get us a new armored core. 
It's like, I, I remember because it, it looked like they were tuning up a bloody guitar. And I'm not saying bloody. Yeah, like, yeah it's like. I, and then, I mean, I, go ahead. And then they cut back to Jeff Keeley, who ecstatically says, that's all you get. It's like, <laughs> it's like, great. Thanks, guy. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. You're, you're a real trooper. I think I was with everybody else when first thought that came to mind was, oh, it's Bloodborne 2. That's what I think, too. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. But, I mean, it looked like it. Uh, it looked like they might be setting it in, like, kind of an oriental setting. Well, because there's a lot of Japanese scrawl on the paper. Mm, but, that, uh, that could be. Uh, I, I definitely see that being a definite possibility, especially since, like, Bloodborne was arguably the first real successful exclusive that the PS4 got, in my opinion. So... I think they're about due for a sequel. I think they should teach a class on the definition of a teaser, though, because that's definitely what that oh, was. <laughs> Even Hideo Kojima was watching that. I was like, that's a shit teaser right there. <laughs> that doesn't tell you anything about the game. Well, Miyazaki, who's, you know, he's the head guy. He, he watched it, and he's like, what is that? <laughs> oh, it's our game. Okay. That's awesome. Oh, yes, shit. Holy shit. Krusty the Clown was saying, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, all right, well. You know, looking forward to whatever from software because uh, I'm kind of with uh, kind of with Tyler there. I'm a huge fan there. We have another story about from software <laughs> I'm a later. Huge, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of starting those games and playing them for all of two hours before I give up. <laughs> hey, you already gave your money, buddy. That's all you can do. Because you're because <laughs> you're, you're weak sauce, Joe. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, for sure, rent the next one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, just just rent the next one, Joe. <laughs> Oh man. Um, let's see. In VR news, for, we got a couple of VR announcements. Uh, if you played a job simulator, uh, Alchemy Labs uh, has a follow up called Vacation Simulator uh, coming, which looks pretty fun. Uh, I don't know if you guys played the job simulator at all, but that was that was pretty funny. That was a great game. Okay. Well, I'm excited for the final one of the trilogy, which is Pay Bills Simulator. Oh. oh. Well, you can do that in the counting plus with hey. another VR title oh. uh, coming from uh, Justin Roiland, who is a co-creator of Rick and Morty. Uh, he's got his uh, VR studio. Uh, I forget what the name uh, of the studio is, but uh, it's him and uh, the creator of Stanley Parable uh, making a counting plus for VR, for PlayStation VR. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, this trailer was roughly 10 to 20 times longer than that from software trailer you mentioned before. <laughs> but I think I know about as much about this game as I do from this than I do from the Frost from software. <laughs> I think I'm about four times as much excited for the from software game. Than... Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Campo Santo, who created uh, Firewatch, uh, is working on another game as well. They're called In the Valley of the Gods, which is a single-player adventure uh, taking place in Egypt uh, where you search for treasure and whatnot. Um, I didn't play Firewatch. I do own it, but I have not played it. Uh, um, I have. You're, you're better off. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. It's, sure. It's, right, I was going to ask. Never mind. It, it's, <laughs> it, oh, you haven't played it either? No. All right. Like, Did you ever see Lost? Oh, God. Don't, don't yeah. do this. It, yeah. It's it's kind of the same thing where you're waiting for something to happen for like a, an extended period of time, but nothing does. That's essentially the video game. All right. I can't believe it's worse than Lost. <laughs> like it's uh, got to be better. That's a good commercial for it, <laughs> and it's a good tagline. I can't believe it's worse than Lost. I I don't. I, I it can't be worse than Lost. 
then now, are you, are you saying you can't believe it's worse than Lost when you were watching it, or you can't believe it's worse than Lost once you saw the ending and it affected how you felt about the whole series? Oh, man, uh, man, Lost was such a giant fucking waste of time. Yeah, boys, <laughs> That Holy was, shit. That was like the first series me and Sandra when we started dating. That was our first activity. We would collect seasons of Lost just to see what happened. Little did we know how much of a waste of money that would be. But it was, hey, <laughs> uh, like normally, normally I'm big on like, oh, well, it's about the journey, not necessarily the destination. But in this case, it's like, no, what a fucking waste of time. Holy shit. And the oh destination is that bad. <laughs> Holy shit. Because, like, uh, I mean, because, man, Lost had some incredible episodes. There's some great TV in there. Uh, but fuck, <laughs> what a waste! Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, the game is pretty old. Do you want me to just spoil it, or I'm no, good, if I you want? I mean, whatever. Go ahead. Just should... whatever. So go ahead. All right. So the sent the game essentially is your character. You know, is sick of his wife because she's got like uh, Huntington's or something, and he can't figure out how to deal with it. So he becomes a park ranger. In which... Oh, that's super nice. All right. Yeah. And so he he's just sick of his wife. So he's like stuck in the middle of nowhere in this in this firewatch tower. And you know, just to summarize really quickly, the whole game, you're told there are things out there. Like, oh, there like there's one part where you think a bear is on the loose and you like the entire time you're walking, you're suspecting the bear is gonna jump out. And then there's this crazy person that uh, might be taking out out park rangers and stealing stuff. You never encounter like the whole thing is just very it builds up suspense. You think you're going to come across something or something like really, really insane, but nothing ever does. Like you never see a bear. You never see another character at all in this game, you, even though they build you to think that it's going to happen. And at the end of it, you just leave. So, so is your beef, Malcolm, that is, is that your beef that you wanted to see a bear? Yes. <laughs> I, think I, I think I get what he means. So it sounds like they had a really good, because you explaining that sounded like really cool idea, and then they were just like, "But let's not." Yeah, so, <laughs> like you don't see like a character at all. Like they do tell this interesting story because your only communication is with this other person at another tower. And uh, but ultimately, it's like the the real crux of the game is whether you play this guy to be a piece of garbage with his wife or whether he's a supportive husband. That's like the end game. Yeah, it sounds like, see, when you were explaining it, I was like, well, this actually sounds cool. This sounds like Welcome to Night Vale had a, like, is actually a video game. And then you told me the ending and I go, well, it sounds like Welcome to Night Vale was, Night vale was a video game. And then you actually found out it was just a dumb podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I get that it is, but you get what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like everyone touts it as this uh, epic game. And I was like, it's. It's not. It's, like, it's really not. Sounds like it could have been. It could have been. Maybe Big this. Welcome. Not it... enough bears. It's like. It, it, Joe, I you're killing it with taglines for games. <laughs> it's like, not I would have settled bears. for something, like some other living character out there. But no, like the most, the only moving thing you see really is like a falling leaf. So it's like, eh. But hey, like if you're in, if you're into that sort of thing, go, by all means, go download it. But. <laughs> If you're into suspense with absolutely no payoff. <laughs> so I'm assuming this game with the treasure hunters or whatever it is, like you finally get to the chest, they open it, and uh, there's a note that says the treasure was within you the whole time. And <laughs> it was love the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, it looks interesting, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, anything else you guys wanted to say on this one? 
Aside from no. me crapping on it. <laughs> All right, Joe, what's the next one? Uh, let's see. Soul Calibur 6 got announced. Hey, all right. Wow. When was Soul Calibur 5? That was a while ago. Uh, yeah, it was, well, actually, I think that's to its credit. I, I was actually surprised when they announced it. I got a little excited, and I think it's because it's been so freaking long. Like, was Soul Calibur 5 with, uh, with Vader and Yoda? That was 4, four I think. That was four? 4, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Long story short, I'm, it's... I'm oh, no, wait. No, I... Okay, now I got I'm not as one. big into Soul Calibur as everyone else. Well, I'm not. But I'm really, I'm not really big into it, but it's fun. I like it. Yeah, I'm glad it's back. I, I do hope they continue that tradition they had where, like, every system had an exclusive character of some kind. Because, like, I have a feeling this will come to Switch. For, so... No, uh, because they announced it for PS4, Xbox, and PC. It'll come to Switch. Yeah, it, it'll be awful, as we know from WWE 2K18, but, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's because that's an awful game. Because, yeah, I was about system. to say, that's because that's, <laughs> that's a bad game. game. No matter what system we put it. Oh, I just can't see Bandai. I just can't see Bandai not releasing it for the Switch when they literally just announced Dark Souls Remastered for the Switch. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is a, an all new game built for these systems, as opposed to I mean, I get... Dark Souls being something that ran on PS3 and Xbox 360, which is pretty close to what the Switch is capable of anyway. I love how you say it like it, it was shit. I mean, it worked on PS3. It can go on Switch. This garbage form. What? Hello? No, no, we're here. We're just oh. you. We're just letting your uh, your ignorance uh, hang. All right, all right, all right, all right. No, I've I've really missed uh, I've missed Malcolm's uh, unwarranted Nintendo bashing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stay tuned for the tournament. You'll you'll get a dose of that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, I bet uh, I saw the lineup. You and I are probably going to clash quite a bit. Right. I don't know that Mario one. I could see going either way. It's either Mario or Mario, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Throw Mario's hat into the ring for that Mar- one. <laughs> uh, but a- anyway, uh, number one, it's it's always warranted when I bash on Nintendo. Like, and uh, Joe will tell you, I've been giving Nintendo a lot of credit this year. Warranted for you, I guess. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't you have a Switch? Yes, and I've did, been. Did you pre- get a Wii U? I can't remember. Uh, I got it. I won it at work, so technically, yeah. That's a correct. That's the correct answer. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Joe, have I not been complimenting the Wii and what they've been doing? Uh, barely. The Wii? Yeah, he is a dirty liar, my God. <laughs> Probably because you said the Wii. Oh, the Wii, which yeah. Is a, which is two two systems ago. Okay, now make a joke about how the Switch is just like the Wii. It's like, uh, it's technically two consoles enti- entirely. It's two generations. They were both called Wii. But anyway, Switch, Joe, have I been praising the Switch? Oh, yeah. That, that's, so in that case, the PlayStation was, 1 through 4 were all the same generation. I was actually going to make I was actually gonna make a joke and, and get support from Malcolm. I was going to say, well, it might have been two generations ago, but let's be honest, it was really one and a half console generations <laughs> there ago. <you> go. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I think we could just throw out console generations <laughs> as a meaningful term. I, I enjoyed my Wii U. It I did was too. Not, it was not a good console generation for Nintendo, though. <laughs> I know no. how you followed that up immediately with, but it wasn't a good console. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be honest. No, for Nintendo, I, I mean, with yeah, a lot then, of the games, but that within a not... year, within a year, the Switch will have outsold the Wii U's entire lifespan, which is oh. pretty, it's pretty ridiculous to think about uh, for any system. 
I mean, it's selling quite well, so that doesn't surprise me at all because the Wii U did not at all. Right. Since we're talking about Switch, can we bring up the two Switch announcements that were made? That were made at the yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, let's see here. I guess technically it's three, um, but one is already was announced and, and released that same day, which was the Breath of the Wild uh, Champions Ballad DLC, right. uh, which is which which people were like, "What the hell is it coming out?" You said it was going to come out this year, and they're like, "Yeah, it's out today." <laughs> oh, like right now, go get it. Uh, oh, cool. Which was hysterically followed by people losing their shit about there being a motorcycle in a Zelda game. <laughs> it's, um, it's like really that's your big problem with this one <laughs> <laughs> like, right? yes. I was like, like that's where you can't suspend your disbelief it's like we have I freaking thought it was, yeah I saw that and I was like it looks cool guys what I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it does look cool it's like there are freaking mechs in this world for Christ's sakes yeah, I, I know it's like... I, I can buy the motorcycle <laughs> I really can <laughs> it's like Plus, you already had Link, like, riding a motorcycle in Mario Kart, like Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Just, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's a magical world. Just just shut up. I mean, just let it go. Let it like, like, just suspend your disbelief for a little bit. Let people enjoy things. Like, freaking out. Like, this is, you now. this is, see, this is one where I stand by Nintendo. Fuck it. Put a car in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like I think right. I had more of an issue with the official Nintendo T-shirt you can unlock with Link for Link, yeah, for real, <laughs> as, as opposed to the actual nicely nice looking motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the Champions Edition—that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I guess it's cool. I, I do it. feel like that's how all DLC or things should be announced: is you should just announce them and be like, "That's out now." For real. Yeah. <laughs> And what else uh, got announced for uh, Switch that uh, I might well first, be looking forward to? Uh, first, uh, they they announced that oh yeah, Bayonetta's both one and two are coming to the Switch, uh, right. which which is fantastic news uh, because like so many other uh, great Wii U games, uh, no one played Bayonetta two because it was on the Wii U. <laughs> it's um, like this is one of those things where I'm glad they're re-releasing Wii U stuff for the mm, Switch so people yeah. can actually play it. <laughs> Exactly. I uh, I fully agree with that. Uh, they're <laughs> like Bayonetta two. Uh, I already pre ordered that, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, former game of the year winner on this it, very show. Very good. And uh, <laughs> did they announce uh, the Donkey Kong game here, or was that at a Nintendo Direct later? That was a, that was uh, later at a Nintendo Direct. Okay. Um, okay. But anyway, but yeah. But, uh, um, you know, like there's yeah, just bring up just bring over all your Wii U games. Wii U games. Uh, yeah. Like let's let's get a Captain you know, Toad. Game right, yeah, get Captain Toad in there. Get uh, get Tokyo Mirage Sessions in there. Uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, I would totally uh, be on board board with that. And uh, Bayonetta, and they also announced Bayonetta three as well. Yes, which is the bigger announcement of that. Uh, and both of these games that are or or all of this. Well, did they say what when they were releasing Bayonetta three? No. Oh. Um, well, Bayonetta one and two, uh, and Bayonetta one and two, those are a package deals, just like they were uh, on the Wii U. Um, and those will, those two games will be out in February, so it's about a month to be able to play those games on the Switch. Uh, but Bayonetta three, oh man, that's exciting stuff. No, I am, I am excited. I've already uh, pre-ordered Bayonetta two and one effectively, and as soon as I find the release date for it, I'll definitely be getting three. But I really hope this is it for the Nintendo announcements for these games 
that are coming at some point, but we don't know when. And they give us next to nothing about it, except for maybe a screenshot or some. Admittingly, for Bayonetta 3, that was probably the most we've seen for an announcement trailer. I mean. Well, Platinum Games is pretty good for, for getting stuff out. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> not, I'm so not saying I'm, it ain't going to come. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we'll see more of it at E3 uh, later. I, I would like um, to do a top five of, like, worst announcements. I, I think, like, number one would be the Pokemon announcement one, where the creator was just in his office like, look, it's coming, okay? Uh, I'm, I'll get to it. <laughs> Just leave me the fuck alone. Oh, the console Pokemon game? That they yeah. Keep, that they keep talking about, the one we've wanted since we were children, and they're just like, it's coming, guys. Don't worry. It's like, look, we're bringing it to the Switch now. Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> let me get to work. Uh, uh, just let me finish. Can I finish Sun and Moon? Jesus. <laughs> uh, but I am, I'm, I'm glad that Nintendo's getting behind Bayonetta. Uh, in a big way, um, because you know, like even with just with Bayonetta two, like we're unsure what was going to happen with Bayonetta at all, and then like, oh yeah, Nintendo is going to publish it, and I was like, fucking what? <laughs> yeah, not great. That was outside great. the comfort zone. Yeah, me. and yeah, and it was great for for everybody, for Nintendo, for for, for Platinum, uh, and you know, Bayonetta is kind of blowing up as a character now. Basically, now that you know, Nintendo's throwing their weight behind behind her so let's all right cool i'm glad i'm very glad for all of this yeah and it's also answers the question of for me of whether bayna was it a one-time thing or is she officially a nintendo character and it feels like this is official she's a thing with nintendo which is great because that was a really great character and i enjoyed enjoy her game so hopefully we get more of them you want to know if she's an official nintendo character you have to ask yourself has she been in mario kart or super smash bros yet she is Answer is yes, so okay. there you go. <laughs> She's also an amiibo again, too. We'll accept that as an answer. But then again, can't cloud. Till, I, I can't wait till again, next year. Go ahead. But then again, Cloud is in Smash Brothers. Yep, well. official Add. Nintendo character. <laughs> That's Classic. Solid Nintendo Snake, you know, e, official e3, Nintendo character. <laughs> at E3, Final Fantasy VII, Switch exclusive. <laughs> uh, That'd be amazing. It's gonna be on seven. Cards. That would be sh- that'd be a shitty thing to do. But I God, if you wanted bu- me to buy a Switch, that's how you do it. If the game is on seven cartridges. I mean, I'm already gonna want to get a Switch. But if you were like Final Fantasy VII exclusive to Switch, all right, I guess I'm gonna get one now <laughs> for sure. The only way I could see that happening is if they remake the remaster with the blocky animation from the PS1. <laughs> they'll, they'll just I'd buy that, that too. They'll just port that PS4 port that they released like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, this I'm excited for. Like, there are a lot of Switch games I'm actually excited for. Like, and I'm just talking about the ones that I know are coming at some point this year. So, uh, they made a good console this time. They made a good, uh, and I've said that they've made a good con. I mean, I bought it on day. Well, I got it for free on day one, but still, I got it on day one. I mean, I guess, I guess maybe I should, maybe I should start saying the Wii U had good games. Not that the Wii U was, yeah. Just, well, the uh, Wii U, no one bought it, but it had a lot of very good games. It had good games. Yeah. It had a good, had a good library uh, catering to nobody. <laughs> 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 but damn it, the library is there. All right, Joe, what else got announced? Uh, let's see. It wasn't an announcement, but we did finally get to see fucking Dreams, finally, <laughs> from, hey, from right. Follicule. Um, it seems to be kind of in the vein of Little Big Planet, in which you're, you know, still creating environments, but it seems to be a much deeper uh, game experience than, than Little Big Planet was. Um, what, what did you guys make of, of Dreams when you finally saw it? Uh, Pretty much exactly what you just said. 
Yeah, it's like if you're the type of person that has the time to sit down and like make a game, which this looks like it's going to give you the tools to do, this will be like the greatest game in the history of the PS4 for you. Uh, I like I like it. I like the idea of it, its existence. I don't know if I'll be getting it because I do not have that time. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, like I looked at it and I'm like, hmm. Mm. Like, you know what else was really good? Mario Maker was really good. <laughs> what if they said Mario Maker was the game was so good. <laughs> <laughs> because Dreams, like, it looks good, and it looks like it's really focusing on making you feel some feelings while you, while you create all this stuff and play through, you know, Media Molecule stuff. But it's like, man, at the end of the day, if I'm creating stuff, I don't necessarily need to feel feelings about it. <laughs> like, I just want to make something cool. Like, uh, yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, except sure. now I want to play, God damn it, Joe, now I want to go back and play Mario Maker again. Mario Maker was so good. So fucking good. I'm, I'm sure that's coming to the Switch at some point. Uh, the only thing about coming Better next to the Switch the only thing about that is that you can't do the dual screen stuff that you could with the Wii U uh, if it does come to the Switch. Switch. Yeah, and that was actually super helpful. Yeah, like that was the one good gamepad game. <laughs> <was Mario> Maker. <laughs> the one time that came in handy, Mario Maker. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And of course, the masterpiece, Zombie U. Oh, that was actually pretty cool. Too. <laughs> like I. And all, all kidding aside, like the fact that you'd have to look down at the gamepad and not yeah, look at the zombies. Yeah, because like, it was like actually looking into like a backpack or whatever. Like the game didn't pause. If you want to look at inventory, you have to look at the gamepad. Uh, like you're looking into a backpack, basically, which is pretty clever. Yeah. I love uh, the mechanics and the idea of Zombie U. I could have had a better execution, I feel like. Mm, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. All right. What else got announced, Joe? Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a game by the people who made Payday and Payday 2, uh, a game called GTFO, which was, uh... Great title. It is a great title. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you can't, I can't even make a joke about it. It's just... <laughs> it looked cool. Yeah. But I don't have much. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. What was that, that Hong Kong one that sort of looked like, uh... Hotline Miami, except with better graphics, and it looked like a John uh, movie. Shit, I don't know. That was at E3, though. Uh, oh, it was. Okay, it, okay. My bad. Yeah. It's but, but I know it's it was like Hong Kong Massacre or something like that. It's something like that, yeah. Um, it looked pretty cool, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, let's see. <laughs> sure. uh, while we're talking about other platforms here, Sea of Thieves finally got a release date as well uh, for, for Xbox One. That's March 20th. Uh, so in a couple of months, you'll be able to finally play that game after all this time. Uh, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't uh, think if only I had an Xbox One. Like, oh. look, like, I'm not as enamored with that game as other people seem to be. It's like, okay, sure. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? Um, I think that's basically it for game announcements. But oh. the, the most interesting thing, I think, coming out of the Game Awards uh, was that Death Stranding trailer. Uh, so which... I haven't done drugs before, but after seeing that trailer, <laughs> I think I know what it's like. Peak Kojima was what this was. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, I mean, I... is Kojima just like, how can I win every award show? And it's every award show, I'm going to release a weirder and weirder Death Stranding trailer. Hard to say. It's been all this time later. Um, and we've gotten, what, two trailers at this point? Uh, with this one, and we still have no fucking idea what the game is. Like, what like, kind of game is it even? God, show <laughs> me the game. Like, you've already got my money because, like, the cast <laughs> and I like you as a creator. But could you show me what I'm buying? Like, the answer is no, never. 
That, no, just because <laughs> even if he does show you something substantial, you don't know if that's actually what you're getting. Uh, if you remember from, say, Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> Though I will say that I think uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, I think that he actually showed quite a bit of that game when it came out. And I feel like it hurt the game, I guess, when you were in the moment of it. Just because, like, well, I've seen this to death already. So, but anyway, <laughs> but I like what he's doing. Uh, Kojima is the only game director out there where he could show you like a 10 minute scene from any point of the game and you still have no fucking idea what's going on. And <laughs> so it doesn't feel like a spoiler at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, like, I'm pretty sure he's showing us stuff from like the game itself. It's not just like stuff that they've made, you know, how companies will make it's like, okay, we're going to show this trailer or this trailer. I'm pretty sure he's showing us in game stuff and it's just so weird. Oh, man. And one of the tweets I retweeted uh, way back when this was <laughs> shown December 7th, woo, that's a long time ago, uh, um, mm. was was this fake conversation here. It was animator number one rubbing their temples. And then the baby does what? <laughs> and then Kojima says, <laughs> uh, he gives a thumbs up from inside his stomach. And then Norman cries. And then animator number two says, is that before the gravity goes away or after they're underwater? <laughs> Kojima's like, after they're underwater, are you even listening to me? <laughs> oh, man. That, oh, man. It makes zero sense. Is uh, the tentacle monster playing guitar at this point? <laughs> oh, man. Did, yeah. Like, did you guys hear any of the interviews with Kojima? I believe he did one at PSX, but also I think he did, like, one for Video Game Awards talking about some of the stuff that's coming with the game that we kind of saw in the cutscene not like uh the, okay the first major one is like you remember the part where something happens with him and he's all of a sudden underwater and a few times yeah <laughs> yeah excuse me well essentially that's how death's gonna be in this world like when you die hey uh then you're suddenly underwater and this is like instead of a game over screen or what have you you sort of have this out-of-body experience from your body you can float around and collect stuff, and then you float back to your body, and you can try again. When um, you die, you are submerged underwater and almost drowned. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's sort of sure. like the image of limbo. For, sure, we all needed another reason to fear death. Makes sense to me. And when, uh, when you put it that way, about it, it definitely <laughs> makes sense. Hey, th this is uh, essentially <laughs> a layman trying to explain Kojima to you. Another layman, oh. so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another thing... Uh, you remember how when, uh, you know, you, you know, uh, Redis sees the giant invisible thing and then you see a bright flash at which shows an explosion. He goes underwater, he comes back and the crater from the explosion is still there. <laughs> this is all stuff that happened in the trailer. <laughs> but essentially you're expecting me to remember stuff that happened in the trailer. And I was just trying to keep up that this stuff was actually happening. So <laughs> I don't know if I retained any of it or not. So. Essentially, the world is kind of, it's kind of like Shadow of Mordor, if that makes any sense, where, like, if you lose to a boss, the boss or a, an orc, the orc character doesn't, it isn't just waiting for you to come back. It goes about and does its own thing. It's the same thing is kind of true with, uh, with the monsters in this world, where if it kills you, if it destroyed the landscape uh, during the course of the fight, when you come back, that the land is still destroyed from when from that boss fight. The land is still affected how it was. You're just essentially trying to pick up and fight it where where you left off. However, the guy the monster could decide to disappear or go someplace else too. So interesting. I like it. I like it a lot. 
Makes sense to me. (laughs) I'm sure it'll make perfect sense when we actually sit through. It's like, that's the thing with Kojima games. Like they make a little bit, they make a lot more sense once you play the game, but leading up to it, you you don't have any, uh, any clue whatsoever what's going to happen there. And, Sometimes during the game, you also have even less of a clue of what's going on. What's happening. There you go. <laughs> but hey, it's going to be a fun experience. I think we can agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Like, I don't, how could it not be? Like, what do we got? We got Kojima making it. We got Del Toro's is assisting. He's also in the game. Reedus is in the game. Is he going crazy and having a fever dream, or is Mads Mikkelsen in the game as well? No, he's in there. He's okay. In there. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? It's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> we had three trailers then. So it's, it was Redis, Nicholson, and Mickelson, excuse me. And uh, imagine if Jack Nicholson was in Jack there. Nicholson could be in this. You don't know. <laughs> oh, God. But it, this you this is going to be a good game. It. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. Uh, Whatever it is. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's going to You be better good. watch it, though. It's going to get, like, I don't want it to get too much hype, though. And it's already got a lot of hype behind it. I think he's been doing a good job of controlling it. Like he's not showing it at everything. He's like, we went through a good stretch without hearing anything more about this game. So Uh, for all we know, it may be next VGAs that we hear about it. So yeah, either way, I'm I'm sure it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yep. We're going to play it no matter what. (laughs) I'm definitely going to play the shit out of this crazy ass game, whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) All right. So what's, uh, what else happened there? Like, I get. Should we talk about the guy who lost his mind while being in? Uh, if you want. <laughs> For, uh, it's like, uh, what was it? God, what the fuck is his name? Like, uh, he was French, if I remember correctly. But uh, no, uh, but, no, it's uh, uh, what's his name? God damn it, Joseph Fares. He's he's the he's Swedish mouth, not French. This is probably uh, the worst way to advertise your game, right here. I just want to say. <laughs> um, he he was he's the, the game director behind. Uh, well, he did brother. Brothers until two sons, uh, uh, and then he's now making uh, fuck. What's the name of that game that he? Where? God damn it! It's, it's, a, a, it's a damn co-op game. The long uh, a way, way out. Home. A way out. A way, a way out. out. There we go. Yeah, where uh, you play as two. That's a cool. That's a cool concept in which it can only be played co-op, either on the couch or online. Uh, it's not a single-player game at all. Um, where one, where two players control one of each character or whatever. Um, but you it's know, like Resident, it's like Resident Evil Five. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, but you, well, I mean, you could play RE Five uh, single player though. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. <laughs> you not well, but you could. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, the point is, um, he went on a pretty outrageous <laughs> rant out of basically unprompted. <laughs> he, I'm pretty sure he was drunk, Joe. <laughs> he was. And, yeah, but uh, but either way, it's not like Jeff Keighley asked him, "Hey, what do you think about the Oscars?" And because his whole thing was like, "Yeah, fuck the Oscars, this and that." And Jeff Keighley's just like beside himself, trying to figure out a way to get to like eject this whole thing from happening. Uh, if I could attempt to put some context into this show, for sure, please, please right. do. Now, keep in mind, you know who's helping him with the game, right? Uh, oh, you mean publishing? Yeah, uh, that would be Electronic Arts. Yes, who. At this time, I, the oh, whole Christ. the whole Battlefront two gate started hitting, and then at this time, people were hearing uh, EA was going saying, "Oh, single player, there's no money in that anymore. No one wants to play single player." Da da da, which got a few uh, pretty fu- hysterical joke. Like a lot of people were shitting on EA on this one, on this Game Award show, I should say. L- little little side mo- things here and there. 
And I feel like this poor guy who has <laughs> this game, he's probably been working on for years and just went on. It's about ready to come out. The, the publisher shits the bed in the worst PR moves of all time. And he's probably thinking like, oh, people at home are probably thinking my game is going to be a loot box piece of garbage. So he thinks his game is done. So he starts drinking, going to this award <laughs> show. And you know, at first, he like he tries to defend EA. He's like, look, some people make mistakes. but and it, At first, it sounds like he's defending him. But then he swerves us and he's like, but hey. None of that loot box shit is in my game. I'm like, okay, bro, okay. <laughs> Hold a classic. Hold a classic. It was me all along, Austin. Oh, uh, man. What was great about... If he stunned that... Keeley, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Kicked him and stunned him. Man, the funny thing about, about all this is that, uh, God, even before before the, the awards, there was, like, there was a leak uh, for like some slides or whatever from EA uh, basically preparing for the Game Awards. You know, they got some slides saying, like, oh, yeah, we're going to show off this or this. And, you know, they're like, yes, we're going to show off a way out. And that ended up being true because there was a slide that, that leaked. Uh, and one of the bullet points underneath <laughs> for, for that game was, like, yes, uh, it said, quote, Joseph, you know, this guy, uh, as a personality, as a plus, his passion is great, but need to watch out for controversy. <laughs> like, that was one of the bullet points awesome. on, on this leaked thing. And lo and behold, yep. Yeah, never give this guy a live mic ever again. <laughs> uh, I do like that. Dude, I did, I did though. Uh, uh, so, just out of did you want to go? We don't need to go over the whole list, but did you want to talk about some of the big winners of uh, the awards? Uh, yes, let's do that real fast. Uh, the big winner, of course, uh, game of the year uh, was The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. You know uh, what? Can't really argue with that one. Okay, hard to argue. That, that's a solid. Uh, po- that's a solid pick right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's. I mean, who knows how ours is going to shake out based on different heads mm. of that. But um, yeah, it's hard what to... with us. What with us three being the only, <laughs> you know, choosers. The def- well, some would say the definitive voice behind the game of the year uh, is our show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. Some uh, would say. <laughs> uh, let's see some other good awards. Let's see, best game direction was also Breath of the Wild. Uh, best narrative was What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, a game I did not play <laughs> and is completely absent from our awards because mm. I don't think it's <laughs> that, um, I think that game beat Persona 5, which I didn't agree with at all. But uh... Hey, you know what? I'll play all the games when someone wants to pay me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Um, wait, what did it beat Persona in? Uh, best narrative. Uh, Persona wasn't in there at all. So. It was. You sure? Okay. There, there's I'm, something. Well, see, it beat it because Persona <laughs> didn't even make it. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> right. uh, see, best art direction was Cuphead, which was very unsurprising. Mm. Cuphead uh, did really good. This yeah, year. Cuphead did great. It was um, a good game. Um, a great I'm game. Um, let's see. Best score slash music went to Nier Automata, which is well deserved, I believe. I still haven't played it yet. Oh. So good. No, I want to. I just I, Tyler, can you play and beat it over the course of? Four, can you put forty hours into that before we do our tournament? Can you play and beat it five no. times before next week? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and I'm waiting for it to like go on sale or something, and I'm going to snatch it up immediately because I really want to play it. It's been twenty bucks multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know, but it's not right now. Clearly, uh, I missed it. Uh, breaking our uh, hearts see. here, buddy. Hey, like even I will admit, near is like worth it. <laughs> no, that's all I've been hearing from people, and I'm just like, really want to play it, and I 
like as soon as it goes on sale again, if you guys see it, message me and I will download it. This, oh God, this is an incredible game. Holy yeah. Um, best audio design went to Hellblade. Senua's Sacrifice. Hellblade uh, also did really well t- this year too. Yes, yes. Um, the other award it won was best performance for by Melina Jurgens, who was the who was Senua in that game. I can and, totally see that. Yeah, mm. like she her like I didn't beat that game, but I played a pretty good chunk of it, and she is incredible in that. Like mm. holy shit, like. God damn. <laughs> like that is some proper good ass just like A plus acting. That is going on the that's going on the box, the physical physical release. <laughs> some good ass act. <laughs> <laughs> it's some thespian ass shit right here. That was on the that was on the poster of Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> like Melina Georgians, proper fucking thespian. <laughs> Uh, and that game also won for game. It won the games for impact category, which is, I guess, uh, I guess the way they put it is that these are games with you know a message behind them, uh, and it won <laughs> that category. Uh, and a pretty stacked category, I should say. Mm. Uh, pretty good stuff there. Uh, best ongoing game was Overwatch. Uh, sure, <laughs> best indie game. Uh, well, you say okay because you can't really argue with it. I mean, yeah, I guess it's just a weird category. It's like, oh, we're we're still talking about <laughs> games from previous years. Uh, Why wasn't Final Fantasy 15 in there, man? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, at that point, put that in there. Uh, best indie game was Cuphead. Uh, best mobile game, Monument Valley 2, I did not play. Uh, best handheld game was Metroid Samus Returns, which I cannot play because I sold my 3DS. Uh, so unless it comes to Switch, I'm never going to play it. Uh, best VR slash AR game was RE7, uh, which is probably correct. Uh, best action game was Wolfenstein 2. Okay. Uh, best action adventure game was Breath of the Wild. Best RPG, Persona 5. Good. Best fighting game, uh, Injustice 2. Yes. Yeah. Incorrect. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. Uh, you, you still you, you keep pushing for, for arms, I guess. You, oh, Tekken 7, I guess. That, that's fair. Okay. Basically, uh, best family game was Mario Odyssey, which... Like um, weird category, but yeah. <laughs> best strategy whatever. game was best strategy game was Mario plus Rabbids, uh, which yeah, considering what it was up against, like I liked that the Mario version of XCOM beat XCOM too. <laughs> well, also, this one surprised a lot of people that it was actually good. So I know, like I like rem- I remember like a week or two before E3, uh, like the the art for that. Uh, leaked and everyone's like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Hell! <laughs> <laughs> and then come E3, they fucking pull the curtain back on it. It's like, "Holy shit, this game fucking rules!" <laughs> and I want to play it. Uh, and I played it. And it was good. Uh, the sports slash racing game was Forza Motorsport Seven, which is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> was Gran Turismo in there, or what, did it come it out was. late? It was. It was. Okay, yeah, it was. Um, I'm not sure I would have put a phrase. He's too funny. Just just reading it and then just offhand, he's just like, and that's incorrect. <laughs> uh, I don't know what one best multiplayer because uh, they did not highlight it in this list, but I assume it was Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, probably, probably. People are losing okay. their shit about that game. <laughs> Which, by the way, has, did not enter our tournament at all because I just played it. Um, but I'm sure it's fine. Uh, most anticipated game. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but this pretty game is Last of Us Part Two. 
Really? Okay. I, I could have sworn that Red Dead won that one, but okay. Th- that's good, too. Um, trending Gamer was Guy Beam. Who, uh, wait, was it him? I thought it was Steven... No, whatever. I thought it was the Able Gamers guy, but I guess not. Uh, best Esports Game was Overwatch. Best Esports Player. Who cares? Best Esports Team. Who cares? Do <laughs> 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 uh, the Game Award. I don't... I guess... Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you play any of these games we're not saying that it doesn't matter we're just saying we we, we don't, don't care, care. <laughs> uh, <Like the> NWO, <laughs> which is but... not a shot against you it's just you're you're not gonna make everybody care we're not your demographic is what we're saying yeah there you go it's the best debut indie game presented by shake hydro was <laughs> okay i do want to mention really quick like uh, i watched it live uh sandra tried to watch it live but she got the commercials were pissing her off. <laughs> just, if, yeah, there were plenty of commercials. It was like they would have stuff on eBay, Schlick Hydro. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I get that there is commercials. Why were they pissing her off? No, they were just all over the place. Like, she kept seeing them. I guess it's oh, so much the eBay thing uh, that, you know, it's like, oh, yes, buy this stuff on eBay or whatever. But it's like the, the girl that they had, uh, like, announcing it was, like, so – she wasn't good. Yes. <laughs> like, have you, like, have you ever read anything into a camera before? Because it seems like you – this is the first time you've ever tried All the time, it. Joe. I do a podcast. 100% <laughs> backing up Joe on that one. Yes, I completely agree. <laughs> like <laughs> – uh, like God bless her for trying, but it's like, man. <laughs> um, and plus, the deals that they were announcing was like, yes, get fucking fifty bucks off of, or twenty bucks off of PS4. It's like, well, that's it. That's really? pushing this five times for that. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's basically the the those are all the winners for yeah. for the game. Yeah, uh, I thought for the most part, aside from, I mean, there there was some good announcements, and uh, I. But for the most part, I kind of agreed with a chunk of the winners there, so I thought it was all right. Yeah, like I didn't like like I remember the show, like the the Game Awards, like the, the earliest iterations of it, which were just like unwatchable and borderline offensive. Uh, and this was like, yeah, this was completely fine. sometimes like, actually offensive. Yeah, like at this point, it's like all right. So like obviously the announcements matter more than the actual awards where. Where, like, they still have a lot of awards off camera or on the pre-show. Oh, God, you're right. Um, Which, yeah, it's just like, well, kind of missing the point of an award show, but all right. Uh, At this point, we kind of know what the show actually is about, and it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, uh, that was was also something that got Sandra. Like, uh, something else I noticed they do, like, that someone would win an award, and as they were walking up, they'd be like, the team team up from Cuphead also won this, 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 and this today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I would love it if that's when they heard it for the first time. They were like, "Oh, we did! (laughs) (laughs) Nice (laughs) score! All right." Uh, But yeah, I I thought it was all right. Uh, Aside from the nitpicks, I I do agree with Sandra. But you know, I'm also somebody who's been seeing this for like the last three or four years with the Game Awards. So it's like, yeah, they do this. Uh, one thing I will mention, and this is one of my news stories, it was a hell of a lot letter than PSX this year. Yeah, um, I actually did not put PSX on any of my news because nothing happened there. Nothing. nothing it was a podcast. Nothing, nothing of nothing of note actually happened. Like I expected at the very least. Like, yeah, we'll definitely get a, a date for God of War here. Uh, it'll probably be March. And nope. Like they showed off some stuff for it, but it's like, oh, okay. Um, and another, and I guess dovetailing to another 
news stories. Like they did finally announce uh, a release date for God of War today as we record this. Yeah, this uh, was this was the disappointment. Four twenty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yuck! 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 <laughs> This was definitely the disappointment for me. This was like the, you know, PSX. That's where we saw the first gameplay footage for Final Fantasy VII Remake. We've gotten some great announcements there before. Uh, I mean, to be fair, like, oh, like two weeks before, they're like, all right, like, we're going to have to temper your expectations because we made all of our actual announcements at E3 and at Paris Games Week. And, like, please don't expect a lot. <laughs> like, we'll have, like, discussions and stuff for, like, in-depth dives into some of the stuff we've announced, but don't expect anything actually new. Uh, fair enough, but at the same time, they've recorded a freaking podcast for the... Like, this is a conference. People paid money to fly out there, and they got a conference, and Despite what Joe thinks, I don't think they were too happy with it. It, it was a boring – it was essentially just them talking about how awesome they were for an hour and a half or so. Yeah, so. I feel like this year the, the focus was getting people to play some of this unreleased stuff um, because it sure as hell wasn't about announcing anything cool uh, like they have in previous years, which yeah, – like I, re- I was really hoping for some release dates for basically a bunch of games, uh, you know, like – you know, God of War, Spider-Man, Days Gone. You know, that game's been seemingly... Near. Days Gone not have a release date yet? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I don't, honestly, I don't think they're very confident in it either. If I'm, from, from what I... Well, which that sucks because I want to play it. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I, that game, I, I'm like so not into that game at all. It's like, I like the idea and just having that many enemies on the screen at one point where it's like this... This seemingly hopeless mass of uh, he, of uh, zombies you're facing, like I think it has potential, but yeah. it's maybe. But like, also there have been four Dead Rising games <laughs> that have done just that. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say I've played Dead Rising. It's fun. I'm more excited about Days Gone. It looks like I'm gonna have more fun with it. Now, granted, I might not. It might be shit. <laughs> I know. But... Yeah. I will I'm give... more excited about it than I was about any of the Dead Rising games. I'll give you. I'll give. Uh you that joe this game has the potential to be the shits as well so not saying disputing you but i'm saying i'm 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 kind of excited about it i'm looking forward to it. either way we we this would have been a nice time for some more information about that game at all. Yeah, agreed agreed <laughs> um so yeah so psx was kind of a bummer uh do you have any more stories uh on your end joe or do you want me to go to one um let's see well let's see with our time gone we've got not one, but two NPD results. One for December as a month and for 2017 as a whole. Uh, so lots of NPD sales stuff if you want to get into that. Or if you don't, that's fine. I don't care. Because <laughs> we've already recorded for a while. Uh, yeah. We haven't even done our, our Cinderella stuff. So we'll, we'll talk about it next year. You want me to just uh, shotgun through my stories here? Um, Sure. All right. Shotgunning. Hey, do you like fire? What is it called? Fire Pro Wrestling? Yes. Yep. So- and I do <laughs> a so, lot. So we were talking a little bit about wrestling. I mentioned I love New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they recently announced that New Japan, excuse me, Fire Pro Wrestling World, the game that is coming soon to PS4 as well as Xbox One, I believe, uh, will be, you know, usually with these games, you get like a knockoff of the characters that you could just rename, and they're like, no, nah, you can just have our guys from New Japan in there. So <laughs> Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kajitsuke Okada, Kenny Omega, Minoru Suzuki, they're all in there, so I'm super stoked about that. Uh, I would like a PS4 release date for that. That finally, that finally made its full release on, on PC uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, but still no word on a PS4 release. Yeah. 
I agree with that. I could really stand to have this. But anyway, we go from that. Uh, we find out who the boss character of Dragon Ball Fighters is, and that's uh, Majin Android 21, who looks really cool. Mm. Did you play that beta? Uh, yes, I did. I really yes, I enjoyed did. Man, that game fucking rips. Holy it shit. Is, right? <laughs> Holy oh, man. I've got it pre-ordered and paid for. I'm just waiting for demo- for Thursday to hit, and I can download it. And then, oh, my of course, God, man. Like, uh, like I've said this, I like I've said this a lot. Uh, like I'm not huge into Dragon Ball Z, but like the way, like between the way that, like, like you know, like everyone like loves, like you know how, like oh man, South Park. These games look exactly like a show. But, like, well, this is much more impressive than that, isn't it? <laughs> like this looks yeah. exactly like a fucking show. Uh, and the, on top of the fact that you know you can get like these destructive finishes at the end, uh, they're dramatic finishes at the at, at the end of certain fights. It's like holy shit, man. Yeah. This, no, this it's, Friday is gonna be this Friday is gonna be rough for me. It's, what what are you gonna pick, Ma? What do you? I'm I'm not I'm not making myself pick. I'm Friday. I'm going to Best Buy and I'm picking up my two pre-orders of Monster Hunter World <laughs> and Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, I've already pre-ordered on PSN for both those games as well. <laughs> if I played that that uh, that uh, Monster Hunter beta as well, and you know what? Pretty good. Okay, like, good, good. I, like, like, I had no idea where that was going. You know? I was like, huh? I think I might see the appeal. I think okay. they. Which one awesome. did they announce first? They announced like I think it was Dragon Ball Fighters. They announced its release date first, and I was like, "All right, getting that <laughs> probably day one." And then like two days later, I swear to God, Monster Hunter World coming out January twenty sixth. Or it could have been the other way around, but I just remember thinking when they announced the second one, I was like, "Really? It's like you really? Have, you have <laughs> fuck you guys." And like um, to make like, it I even, think I, I'll uh, probably buy Monster Hunter. First, because I think Dragon Ball is the game that would go on sale before the other. <laughs> of the two, I think Dragon Ball is the one that goes on sale. Oh, I think, well, I would agree, but just because it's a fighting game, and sadly that is the life of a fighting game, no matter how good it is, is mm-hmm. probably going to go on sale first before anything else. And it is a good yeah. game, uh, it, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. It, it's, I loved it. I loved it to death, so I so can't, much fun. cannot wait. To I know, play. like, just, just fucking around that game, it's like, man, this is, this is just so goddamn cool. <laughs> You know who I feel the worst for in all this? The city. Yeah, because I played that yeah. or that beta a bit too, and I was like, huh. Like, like I've never played the city game before. And I was like, eh, I'm not sure I like the city very much. They're not the greatest. Like, like it looks great. Like graphically, the game looks, well, looks fantastic. Well, but, yeah, it looks amazing. But yeah, like I'm not into it. I'm hey, sorry. you know what though? It doesn't look as good as Dragon Ball Fighters. No, it doesn't. Not a lot of games do. That's no. that's just a damn good looking game. Holy it's shit. Like, I like it, but not enough to spend spend as my third full price game within the same week period. No, like no. Wait, I, is that out this month too? This yeah, yes, it's out the following. T- it's out this Tuesday. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's dumb. I I will say this: as much as I'm looking forward to Dragon Ball Fighters, and I actually I don't have a problem with it. When I saw that they announced that the villain was Majin Android Twenty Two, is it Twenty Two? Twenty One. 21 when they said yeah villain majin android 21 i muttered out loud i go okay fuck off <laughs> <laughs> uh who is an akira toriyama the creator of dragon ball dragon ball itself actually created that character for the game so she's pretty Good. official yeah <laughs> uh but yeah that looks cool uh speaking of uh monster hunter world a hearty middle finger to monster hunter world for me that, that don't get me wrong Still going to buy it, okay. but uh, I don't know if you follow our show, show there, Tyler, but we talked about a PS4 console that was announced for Japan. 
And they said, oh, well, don't worry. It's not going to come out here in America. And me and Joe both took a look at it and were like, that's a damn good, fine-looking console there. I would definitely get it. <laughs> and uh, we were we both just, uh, just included the fact it wasn't coming. I already pre-ordered the game. I've made peace with the fact. And what does GameStop announce this week or last week? <laughs> like, oh, hey, you know that console? Like, we're getting it. You, it's an exclusive. Fuck you. Fuck, actually, fuck GameStop. I apologize, Monster Hunter World. You could have announced that shit a while ago, and I would have started saving up some money to get this thing. But no, I'm not going to be able to get it now. So There you go. It's much better to give the middle finger to GameStop anyway. Yeah. Oh, uh, moving on. Uh, this is a story I'm surprised Joe doesn't have there, but or maybe he does. I haven't heard his stories yet. But Persona Mania is running wild, Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, dig it. But uh, Persona 5, they recently announced that not only is it going to get its own anime, much like Persona 4 did, which was Mm -hmm. a fine piece of business, might I add, but it's also getting its own Dancing All Night version sequel that will be coming out as well. No, yeah, that was, we talked about that literally months ago when when they announced that. Did we? Yes. First of all, we couldn't. Of course I brought that up. Okay, first of all, no, it couldn't have, because this was, this story came out, like, during like after our last show. No. Yeah. But anyway, hey, uh, Persona 5 Mania Running Wild. I already said that. Also, yeah, it was just confusing news announcements with his fever dreams that yeah. he wanted. <laughs> uh, we already talked about it, but Dark Souls Remastered is announced. Uh, so, And it's coming on the Switch, which is awesome. But this will also mean that all three games are now available on the PS on current generation consoles, at least for PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, there was a an amazing trilogy sh- set that was announced, but it's not coming over here unless GameStop gets it and announce it the day before release or some shit. But, <laughs> but hey, Dark Souls, arguably the best one in the series coming out, so I'm looking forward to that. Literally the only Souls game I have not played. <laughs> I take pride in the fact that I'm not the only one who lost my shit. Not saying you two did, but I take pride in the fact that I'm not the only person who lost my shit over the fact that I get to buy this game for like a fourth time. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Mario of our generation. Hey, no, hey, no, hey, no. Also, I sent you a very helpful link there, guys. I saw Uh, that. uh, If you'll see, if you take a look, it's it's dated (laughs) August 9th, Malcolm, many months ago. I read it on the podcast. That's good listening. (laughs) They're also doing it for Persona 3, which is interesting, too. So have fun with that. Uh, And finally. I will, Malcolm. And finally, (laughs) my final story here. And one, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe didn't insert in there just for the sheer pleasure. I'm sure the news brought him. But, Tyler, if you had to guess what Joe's favorite gaming studio is, sarcastically, (laughs) What would you assume it would be? Sarcastically, what's his favorite? Yeah. In other words, he hates the studio. I think, is that what sarcasm means? (laughs) It's chronic dreams, ladies and gentlemen. Either way, imagine my surprise (laughs) when it turns out that David Cage is a giant piece of garbage. Uh, And he's terrible to work for. Allegedly. Imagine Uh, my surprise. Allegedly. However, I'm going to get him to say allegedly. Yeah. I I will say that his defense of himself was fucking stupid. (laughs) Of course it fucking was, because he's a dipshit asshole. <laughs> he's the worst kind of person. It's like, I can't be sexist. I have a... <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't, like, I can't be homophobic. I worked with Ellen Page. Hey, remember when you, like, 
when you modeled her nude, even though you didn't have to. <laughs> and, and she's it's like, oh, I can't be racist. Sony I worked with a it. black dude. It's like, oh, wow, you're really going to do the, oh, my best friends are black defense? Is that really what you're doing? Be an idiot. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Also, Ellen and, Page. And my, Go ahead. And my favorite part about the whole thing is like, judge me on my work. Gladly. It's terrible. <laughs> I've been doing that all this time. Oh, God. Petering kind of away there. But no, this is not good, especially when they have a brand freaking new game that's coming out soon that is like a much talked about exclusive on the PlayStation Network. So I assume Kazurai is just super stoked about this news. Good luck with that. (laughs) Oh, my God. But yeah, like on top of that, Ellen Page sued or at least tried to sue Sony over that model. So like that. Yeah, it's like it's like, what the fuck? Why did you do that? Why would you bring that up? And of course, every uh, journalist out there did research. Like, oh wait, a she hated you. And B <laughs> she totally tried to sue you. So you're a hypocrite. It's like like oh. one of my favorite pictures uh, was when they were doing like a bunch of press press junkets for for uh, for Beyond Two Souls, and one of the pictures is just you know like David Cage sitting between <laughs> Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe and he's talking and fucking both Willem Dafoe and Ellen Page just have this thousand yard stare <laughs> where they're like I can't believe I have to listen to sit next to this guy uh, oh man fuck so yeah so that's what uh, I got for news uh, do you have anything I'm, on your I'm, end I'm just doing I'm just doing this chef kissy fingers <laughs> over the story it's like of course of course oh, of course he's terrible and this is bad news because, like, let's take Cage out of the equation for a second. A lot of people, I'm sure, worked on I this game. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, I'm sure, worked on this game. So this must be great. Like, after spending all this time and effort to create this thing, this drops. And now people are probably not going to buy it just for this reason. Not based on the merit of the game or everything whatsoever, as that's, once again, oh. the world we live in. <laughs> and of, of which I would say probably has none. <laughs> Anyway, so there uh, you go. You, 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 can, you can say that. That is your right, but it's not true. <laughs> but anyway. I have to agree with Malcolm. Thank David you. David Cage wasn't the only one who worked on this game. And it's oh, sad. yeah. I mean, I mean but, it uh, sucks. He's a piece of crap. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to wait till the evidence comes in. Cause if you're... <laughs> the evidence. Okay. Well, I didn't say he did it. I said he's a piece of crap. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> do, I think, do I think it's true? Why? Yeah, I do think it's true, but uh, oh, you, you know, know like if it comes out it wasn't true, I'll say I was wrong. But uh, it just feels like we get like something like this. It feels like every two days nowadays. It's like if they're all true, it's I'm at a point where I hear it so much. Like okay, let's wait for the trial to happen, and then then we'll find out. It's like because if it if everything is as true as people say, they should just nuke Hollywood, and we should just start over. I agree. We should do. Yeah, that. I agree. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Let's start it over. Like, uh, let's, let's burn it all down. Let's just rebuild this whole society. Cause it's hit, hit, it's unplug fucked. it and plug Hollywood back in and start over. That's what yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but you also have to admit a lot of the stuff that they've been coming out with, in fact, most of it that has come to light, a lot of that has been proven to be true, though. Yep. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, poor yeah, not Well, not poor, but goddamn Kevin Spacey. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's better. Yeah, that, yeah it's like freaking it. Like I, I was a big fan of that guy. Goddamn, I can't even. Yeah, everybody's everybody I like. Just just damn them all to hell. Uh, you know, imagine how terrible it's going to be if t- that ever happens with Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I'll quit it. 
That's yeah. it's done. Just life. I'll be done. It's oh, like man. he's the one last guy you can believe in for Christ's sake. <laughs> like what is it? I think this comedian or somebody I can't remember who did it, but they made a joke about how, you know, when somebody accuses like stars and stuff, like when it's certain ones you can be like, Yeah, I bet they did do that. But if Tom Hanks like punched a nun and it <laughs> came out that Tom Hanks punched a nun, you know your first thought would be like what did that nun do to Tom Hanks? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't remember. I wish I could give credit. I don't remember what stand-up comedian did that, but it was it's it's perfect for the situation. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that's that. Uh, Joe, did you have any any stories you wanted to talk about? Uh, a couple of small ones, real oh, fast. Okay. Um, Yuji Naka, who uh, was one of the masterminds behind Sonic the Hedgehog way back in the day. Um, he has joined Square Enix in a programming role. It's very unclear as to what he's going to do for Square Enix, but I thought it was very, very interesting to see that basically the creator of Sonic, for the base, for the most part, uh, is working on some new stuff. It was very interesting to see that. I was like, huh. Probably for the upcoming Final Fantasy XV Dash. That's coming <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Click those rings, knock this... And... It's really weird for me. It's really weird for me because I just got done reading the, uh, or I finished it like a month ago. The uh, the console wars game about Sega and Nintendo, mm. and his names his names is in it all the time. So his name came up, and I go, oh, look at that. Why is he going to Square Enix? <laughs> all right, whatever. Oh man. Um, and another story, one that I missed initially uh, back in September, apparently. Damn! Uh, you. Damn! What? <laughs> no, but uh, but Sony announced back then that the, the online features for Gravity Rush Two were going uh, were going dark on January 18th. Uh, so basically, less than a year uh, after that game's release. Uh, but some some fans of the game uh, kind of urged Sony to not do that because what the fuck? Um, and yeah. apparently, yeah. So apparently, Sony's going to keep those servers online for for a while longer. Um, all the way through July 18th. Um, I was about to say, it's like, okay, <laughs> it's not, I, they're not quite pulling a demon souls, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, but man, it's like, really? <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, because I mean, I didn't love Gravity Rush 2 the way I loved it first one. Uh, and, but man, it's like, really? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> That's I, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed uh, Gravity Rush 2. It's one of those games I want to go back to and play. Uh, you know, I was playing it pretty solidly before, you know, the Switch craziness kicked in. But, uh, yeah, like, I enjoyed it, but it is, and I did push for it to be in our tournament somehow, but unfortunately it lost to Destiny 2, of all things, but aside from that, uh, yeah, I, I don't like it, but, but I'm happy that it, the servers are still going, at least for the time being. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right, gentlemen, are you ready? All right, so it's time for the main event, the Cinderella Bracket. Once again, the winner makes it to the tournament, but they have a tough hill to climb, which they take on the number one seed in our tournament. Uh, should we announce it right now, Joe, or do you want to save it? Um, well, no, we can announce it now. So I guess the top seed, I guess, like, not necessarily anybody's favorite, but, like, the way I like to put it is is is... Probably the the favorite to win is the way I usually put it. So it's like, all right, like this the top seed is probably the is like, all right, I expect this game to go very very far. Uh, I would so I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I picked that game this year to be Zelda: Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild uh, out on Wii U and Switch. Uh, an incredible game, uh, all told. Uh, 
and definitely worthy of being the top seed in our tournament. Um, so whoever wins this eight-game uh, mini bracket uh, gets the honor and privilege of facing off against uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, to open up our tournament uh, when we do our next show. So that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so also worth noting is that uh, I have both brackets already uh, prepared, and I will be uploading both brackets uh, along with the show notes uh, so you can follow along with us as we go through these uh, through, the, through this tournament. Um and yeah, and I think before we even get into any of this stuff, um, you know, we've got basically, what is it, 15 plus 8, so about 23 games here that we've been talking about all told. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything not included in either bracket that you guys would like to maybe shout out? Yeah. Well, first uh, honorable mention, of course, has to go to NAC 2, which I thought was very strong <laughs> this year. Christ. Malcolm, I will hang up this call right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there, there's there's a change of pace. You not being off ready for a podcast. All right. <laughs> um, I'll turn this podcast around, sir. I need to look up. I know I sent you a list of like my print. Well, Gravity Rush Two, of course. Uh, I already shouted that out, but I I felt it should have been in here. But then again, as Joe pointed out, it was a good year for video games, so I definitely understand that. Um, <laughs> like honestly, if you really really wanted to make to include all the games that were worth talking about this there it would basically be two 16 game tournaments with the Cinderella being a full 16 game thing uh and he probably could have filled that filled that out pretty easily but um we do have other things to do outside of podcasting so if I uh, if I could be serious for one moment if there was one game that I'm actually really bummed out well aside from Gravity Rush and uh, for not being on here uh Surge or The Surge I should say oh yeah oh yeah yeah, I really loved that. I platinum that game. I played it so much. So mm, the uh, game was really fun. Yeah, I did fight for it to be on here. Well, you know, Joe's not kidding. It was a stacked year. So it's and uh, looking at these, I can understand it. But I really like if this was like literally any other year, sur- the surge would have been in our Cinderella bracket at least. Uh, I still think it's a fun game. So if you're into soul style games, I think it's very much worth trying out. I really enjoyed how they did that whole thing. Especially now with uh, the uh, DLC that recently came out, and the game I think is selling for like fifty bucks with the DLC, so it's very much worth it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's like the major shout out I would give this year for as far as uh, so, like a game that could make it into our tournament would be that for me. Yeah, I'm sad. Um, I'm sad that a game I I wish could have been in the tournament uh, is it's it's fitting that it's not in the tournament. Okay, uh, Shadow of War. Oh yeah, actually, you know what? It it was initially in the 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 wild card or the Cinderella bracket. When I was looking at some of the other stuff, I was like, "It was fun." I know it. It shouldn't have been in here. It was yeah. it was really fun, but it didn't do anything that its predecessor didn't do. Well, I mean, it added stuff, but it didn't do anything nearly as good or better than its predecessor. It, you know, it was just it was still a fun game, but I already, yeah, I, like, already but, I already played it. You know, three like, years ago. Yeah, like the biggest argument against that game that I heard was that you know while that you know the you know the foundation of that game is obviously very good, but like yes. it does overstay its welcome by a considerable margin. They're oh like, my god, a considerable they're margin. like they're like it's so much like it's so much bigger than the previous game. It's like yeah, but that previous game kind of knew when to end. <laughs> yeah, which um, I think which, is funny because Shadow of Mordor was I think that was my game of the year that year, and mm. it won a lot of game of the year awards. Yeah, like and then Shadow of War comes out, it's like. 
okay, this is, yeah, this is going to be fun. And then you get to, I think it's chapter five, and you're like, what the hell <laughs> like, this is, is so taking so long? <laughs> uh, Shadow of Mordor, fun fact, that was the game that lost to ultimately to Bayonetta 2 in the finals because it had DLC, <laughs> which, once again, yeah, is... I re- yeah, I remember listening to that, and I was just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right game one anyway uh, I, will, uh, I will say my wife has been playing that game and you know she's a huge fan of the series she is she she fully admits she's hate playing it at this point she's, Jesus. she's just playing it just to get it fucking done with <laughs> well, that's good that's... i've had this I've, I've, I've experienced this before though a, a former game of the year pick for me um having a shitty sequel uh i believe the a year or two before that my pick was uh Castlevania Lords of Shadow, the first one. That was my game of the year that year. Mm. About a year or two later, Lords of Shadow 2. Oh, look. That's just a pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of missed yeah. uh, what worked in that first game. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, everything that worked in this first one? Let's not do that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the spot taken by uh, by Destiny 2 in this Cinderella tournament was actually kind of... I cycled through a few different games where it's like, maybe it's this game, maybe it's this game, maybe it's this game instead. Um, yeah, like a couple of games that I want to shout out maybe is Nidhogg 2. Is, it was an excellent game, uh, a, a fantastic follow-up to, to Nidhogg. Uh, they kind of went from Atari graphics to, to like 16-bit, uh, and, you know, they added a couple of extra weapons. You can shoot a bow and arrow now, uh, and, you know, just enough to, like, really change the dynamic of that game, and it works so well. Um but playing it online is kind of a chore because it takes forever to connect, and God knows how long those matches are going to take when you do. Oh, <laughs> like sometimes, well, sometimes it's a five-minute thing. Sometimes it's a thirty-minute fucking drawn-out affair. You're like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, like definitely worth checking out for sure. Is Nidhogg too? Uh, if you have someone to play on the couch, I think that's still the optimal way to play Nidhogg. Um, is with someone next to you. <laughs> um, still, just a fantastic game. Really that will be always be the optimal way to play a game, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's always true. Um, anything else for you guys? Uh, that's all I can think of at the top of my head. You, Tyler? I can't think of anything. It was a good year for games. It's, it was. I just really? know it was really hard. Yeah, like, honestly, one of the only other games, uh, there were a couple other games for me real fast. Like, Golf Story on Switch was very fun. Uh, if you played, like, Mario Golf or Mario Tennis on Game Boy Advance or Game Boy Color, uh, it harkens back to that. Uh, because those games weren't just golf and tennis games, but they also had like a single player RPG mode, which is really. I heard a lot of yeah, I heard a lot of good stuff about Golf Story. Um, yeah, and and that also kind of suffers from the same problem. Where it's like, eh, it kind of overstays its welcome a little bit. Uh, but it, like the writing in that game is really fun. Uh, the 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 golf mechanics are super, are pretty simple but pretty fun. Um, just fun all around. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it is a little too long in the tooth. It's a little, a little too long. Yeah, just um, and the game that I actually played like the most, but like completely doesn't rank somehow here for me in this tournament is Gran Turismo Sport. Uh, Sony sent me, and he probably sent a bunch of people the emails like, "Here's like your end of year statistics of like how much shit you played." Um, and the game I played the most by far was you know Persona Five because I beat that game twice. And that totaled 220 hours, apparently. I was like, holy shit. Um, but, like, third on the list was Grand Tourism Sport for, like, 55 hours. I was like, man, really? <laughs> um, because I play that game basically just out of habit, not because I love that game <laughs> necessarily. 
Um, yeah, like that's a game that plays really well, but like is completely bare bones. It's like there aren't enough tracks, there aren't enough cars. Even after the giant update that they had last month, it's like there's still a lot that could have been put into this game that just wasn't, and it kind of bums me out. But, I think I got that email too, or your yeah. statistics for the year. Yeah, I got yeah. that, and I got that, and I didn't even like. I looked at it, and it's like you've played online zero hours this year, <laughs> yeah. and you've got like, and you've got like three trophies, and clearly they sent it out after it being done for a while, because all I could think of is I've been playing Bloodborne only online and tearing shit up for like the past two weeks, <laughs> and have ranked up like ten trophies and a lot of hours online. But okay, Sony, you can make it look like I don't play your system. Yeah. All right. So getting into this, I see the first half of this tournament going by pretty quick, and the second yeah. one. <laughs> Same. Yeah. The way I mean, the way I kind of try to structure this, because like I didn't rank these games the way I ranked the the main tournament. Um, I just kind of separated. It's like, all right, let's see. I like, like how you set them. Yeah. Right. I was like, all right, like this is the gameplay half, and this is the story half. Well, let me rephrase that. I like More all. But one, and it's not that I don't like it, but I feel like you didn't have anywhere else to put those two. Yeah, basically. And I think you know, <laughs> I think you know I which know one I'm talking about. Uh, I, I, I'm, yeah, but I mean, yeah, at that point I was like, yeah. Well, let's just say this. Each of the brackets, both the games, like, have something to do with each other, and then there's one bracket where both the games have something <laughs> like, well, to do with I, each other. I was like, well, these are the two games that are just kind of out people out. Um, but I'm, which, which, how would you guys like to tackle this? Let's go from the top. All right. So the first matchup in our uh, wild card or relic bracket, Injustice Two versus Tekken Seven. Two really, really strong fighting games. Uh, I'm happy to hear you say that because I was sort of getting the the gist that you didn't like Injustice Two. <laughs> okay. I want to say this: either of these games, if either of these games, whoever wins this bracket, it's going to the right game. Mm. They're both. Very good. That being said, <laughs> Tekken Seven's a better game. Interesting. Uh, In I'll, my opinion, I'll go. I'll go next here, Joe. Uh, I just want to say I really enjoyed Injustice Two. Uh, for me, it was like one of the best surprises this year. I thought it was a tremendous improvement on uh, the first game, which I thought was a great game game on its own. Uh, the whole system with the gear I thought was very interesting, and I do appreciate how they went about it. This is like not one of those games where I feel like you need to spend any money in order to get good gear. You get good gear just from playing the game repeatedly. On top of that, it's not like a gear is set. It's like pretty much randomized like every single time. So you don't have any idea what the perks are going to be each time. So I actually do enjoy how they did loot, especially towards the end of the year. I really appreciated how they did loot. (laughs) Uh, the story I thought was really, really great. It was, uh, it, it was a nice little tragedy. Like the whole idea of Superman turning evil is just an interesting concept. And it's a very good story. Yeah, and uh, they don't pull any punches. Like, uh, you know, people die in this game. <laughs> well, they didn't in the first one either. I mean, no, yeah. yeah. I mean, if anything, I still think that the biggest shocker story-wise from the Injustice games was still in the first one when fucking Superman Shaz- murders Shazam. <laughs> Who, is by the kid. way, is a child. <laughs> it's like, damn. a child, yes. I was like, damn, Billy Baxter just got fucking now, he did that. Yeah, and he did that because in the in like the origin of the injustice, he kills Green Lan- or he kills Green Arrow. Yeah, which uh-huh. I was super, which I was super pissed about because I've always been a Green Arrow fan. I was oh. like, fuck you, Superman. Did you, did you see <laughs> how he killed them too? It's like, yeah, 
it is insane. How with his heat, with his heat vision. Like really, like well, here here's the killer thing. It's like you know, Superman corners Green Arrow. Green Arrow pulls out the arrow because like, what the fuck else can he do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> and something happens, and he lets go of the arrow. I think he just like got scared and let go. The arrow bounces off and hits Pa Kent in the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And Superman just loses it and vaporizes him into like freaking smoldering rubble in front of his own parents. It's like, oh my god! And uh, Harley, yeah. I think, was there too. Yeah. When I when I read that, like my only thing when playing Injustice One was for the story wise, I was like, I hope someone beats the shit out of Superman. That's all <laughs> I want. It's just I want somebody to just beat the ever loving shit out of him. Because I've never been a big Superman fan. He he has really good stories when you when he has the right writer. Yeah, yeah. Just like some him. of the best. Like I mean, yeah. Because some of the best Superman stories are like some of the best yeah. comic books. I love. And I like what he stand. And I like what he stands for. And I get why he's a lot of people's favorites. Like he's a good hero and stuff like that. He's just not my favorite. But he's also that hero that I don't know if you ever like you know comic book fans will will know this. He's the big Boy Scout until things don't go his way. <laughs> mm. And then he's like, I'm just going to do what I think is right, and it might have to do with killing people or something like that. Every time. Every freaking time things don't go his way, he turns into, like, a killer. Yeah. Uh, Just to finish up my thoughts on uh, Injustice 2. I was going to say, we got way off topic there. (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I love the – I love especially the story because it's, like, in the first game, they pretty much had the – Justice League Prime universe guys come in and save the day. This time around, it was Batman from this universe on on its on his own, trying to settle things. And Supergirl plays a gigantic part in it, and uh, it just emphasizes the tragedy of what went down to cause the relationship between Batman and Superman to go down the road that it did. And uh, it was just really well told. And I gotta also give a hats off to how Nether Realm is handling the new fighters or the DLC because they are really going outside what you're expecting at first. Like the first pack, you got some DC characters and an MK fighter. Like, okay, that makes sense. And uh, then the next one, I forget it. it, I believe that they announced Hellboy. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, fucking really? Okay. Awesome. The next one almost got me to give this game up this vote. Yeah, with the Ninja Turtles, I was like, yeah, I almost gave it, I almost <laughs> gave it the win because of that. Oh, it, and I, I feel like they're going to be really well done, and all the fighters, I want to say, all are great and have their own unique strategy, which I'm sure is true with Tekken Seven. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed uh, playing this game, especially when Red Hood came out, who is my all-time favorite. Uh, so I, I personally give the vote to Injustice Two in this one, and. Uh, it's definitely if you haven't played it, I think it's definitely worth a play, especially if you like fighting games and what have you, and DC for that matter. Red Hood's your favorite? Yeah. Oh, I love Red Hood. I, Props. I, he's my fa- he's my favorite Robin. Yeah. All right. He's the best. <laughs> we agree on something. All right. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, let me let me say this. Um, really, the only reason I picked Tekken Seven is I think it comes down to I like both of these. I just prefer Tekken's fighting engine. I think it does just as I think it's just as well made a game, but when it comes down to it, it's like which one did I have more fun with? It's Tekken Seven. See, so, yeah, so. I thought it was all that Bullet Club merch that's in Tekken Seven, <laughs> right? There you go. That's about all it is. <laughs> all of that. All right, Joe, tiebreaker. Um. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, it's interesting because I I did enjoy Injustice Two story a lot. 
Um, but but ultimately, like like I didn't care for that gear stuff the way Malcolm did. I just like I because like I, the first thing I did playing for playing that game is I played through the story, uh, which was great. And then you know you get rewarded with all this you know great loot. Uh, you know, towards the end, they're like, "All right, cool. Let me equip this like Supergirl fucking thing or whatever." And it's like, "Oh, level twenty. I have to get this character up to level twenty before I can use yeah uh, this fucking thing that I earned." It's like, "Well, how fucking all right, well, all right? Let's see how hard it is to level up a character." It's like you play for hours and hours before you get up to like anywhere near level twenty with the character. It's like, well, it doesn't feel like much of a reward if if I <laughs> um and ultimately like gear system. I don't know. Like I just I think. I don't know, like, I, like on the one hand, it's cool to be able to customize, like, the look of your character with all that stuff, but on the other hand, it's like, I don't know if it's great that it kind of throws, it kind of, like, changes the balance a bit uh, in terms of how the character is actually handled in terms of, like, oh, like, they're this powerful now, or they have, you know, they have this defense now, or they have all these hit points now, it's like... I don't know. It feels like it's it's. I don't know. It feels like it's weirdly. I don't know. I just don't think that's a great way to structure a competitive game uh, that you can take online. Um, I like the RPG idea of it. I wasn't too fond of the execution of it. Yeah, and ultimately, I also agree with with Tyler in that the fighting engine in Tekken Seven is just better. <laughs> um, like like it's like it's it's classic Tekken. You know, it's still you know it's still just the four buttons. You know, like each button controls the limb, uh, and it's it's as easy to get into as, as the Tekken has ever been. Um, you know, like the game looks fantastic as well. Like it's actually got a story mode that's actually pretty good. Not, and like, it's not like I wouldn't put it up there with like with injustice necessarily, um, but it's surprisingly good. And it's got some yeah, great I was going to ask, were you surprised by how good the story was in the second <laughs> game? Like I've never been able to follow Tekken's story because it's always been kind of dumb or just kind of. Yeah, out there. I was. I was surprised. I was when I went into it. I was like, "All right, I'll play the story mode." But well, I mean, who's, you know, who who owns the who owns the Tekken Corporation this time, and who <laughs> wants it, and who's gonna get it? And I don't know it was different. Yeah, and they've got some really great story beats in there too, where it's like, "Oh, you're playing as Kazuya as a kid, you know, training with Heihachi, and Heihachi's like, oh, kid. that was great." And throws the off a mountain like an asshole. It's like, okay. <laughs> Um, that's then, from Tekken 1 actually like, yeah <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you played part of the stories from like from yeah, the past but, oh that's yeah. actually really cool yeah yeah which was cool and then you know fucking Akuma plays into the story he's part of the Tekken canon now and it makes sense in a way it's like what well, the it's, really? it's weird it's like they it's like they finally realized that hey we do have these really cool characters with really cool backstories we've, we've peppered on over the past like nine entries because of tech and tag and stuff like that maybe we should utilize that in the story a bit <laughs> yeah and like akuma like fucking goddamn street fighter akuma he's in there and he's got like his fireball motions and all projectiles that you don't see in tekken uh yep. and it works really well can <laughs> i fucking, fucking have my tekken cross street fighter now yeah it's like maybe they should fucking make that like it works okay you've shown me that it works can you give me this game you promised me like 10 years ago <laughs> yeah like maybe they should actually pick that back up because it's... like final fantasy 15 <laughs> <laughs> and could... yeah like that's and another thing is like you know this game is going pretty fucking outside the box with its dlc too you know, i you was i was about to bring that up actually yeah they there's they've got some really surprising entries in there They've got fucking Noctis from Final Fantasy coming. Yeah. Uh, it's some pretty good stuff going on with Tekken. Um, he looks like he he looks so like he belongs there. Like from what I've seen, like geese or yeah, when yeah. You, in like the Tekken when his in the videos I've seen the fights and stuff like that. Yeah, when I saw Geese Howard, that, especially that first trailer, I was like, okay, that makes complete sense. Yeah, <laughs> and just, just all right, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and then watching this game being played at you know at Evo this year was you know like it was. 
arguably the best showing for any of the games that were, you know, at the show this year. Um, and part of it is, you know, the game is, like, the game is just so, like, it, like it's so, like, it, it, it does such a great job of selling, like, the impact of a fucking actual fight, you know? It's so polished. Uh, it's so polished, and, like, the, it does this awesome thing where it's, like, if most characters are, like, near, <laughs> near, like, low health or whatever, and, like, both char- and both players, like, put an input, like, at nearly the same time, but it do this awesome fucking slow motion thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where That's it, so great. And it's so good. It's like, it's like, it just slows down. It's like, at that point, you know, the, the inputs are in, and, you know, someone's definitely won the fight, so the slow motion is purely for show, but it does, it's so fucking good. <laughs> every single time, it's like this huge pop, we're like, oh, fuck. Ah. I'm sorry, but I feel like every, like, especially competitive fighting games, I feel like every ending should be like that. It should yes. just go to a slowdown to see what's going to happen. And that's, and it, and it kind of plays into why, you know, like, why I'm looking so forward to, you know, something like Dragon Ball. Like, it, it plays into what's awesome about, like, like it does such a good job of selling the competitive part of, of, of these fighting games uh, in a way that a lot of games just, I mean, I guess, not to say that, you know, oh, these other fighting games fucked up by not doing it because it's not something necessarily people thought to do. Uh, but they did it with Tekken Seven, and it works so incredibly well. Um, I, I will want to. I do want to say really quick. I enjoy that fighting games, especially with the DLC characters, are so, slowly but surely turning into wrestling feds. Where you, <laughs> like you don't know who's going to get signed, and somebody jumps. Up. Wait a second, what is Akuma doing here? <laughs> at, at this point, like it, like fighting, like fighting game. You hear Akuma's character. music. He just charges it up. <laughs> it's basically the Royal Rumble, where it's like, oh shit! Like by God, that's Geese Howard's music. <laughs> Good God Almighty, that's gotta be the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So like, I'm happy that this is where fighting games are going. Um, where it's like, yeah, let's just fucking one-up each other with, like, the craziest possible fucking guest characters or whatever. Um, I just want to say, for for what Malcolm said with the Ninja Turtles, I thought of wrestling during that trailer when <laughs> they showed up. Like, I expected, I was like, this is, should be Stone Cold's, like, glass or something just breaking, <laughs> and just Leonardo walks out. <laughs> and the great thing about that reveal, too, is that there were it, was, it seemed like it was just a, tra- a trailer to show off the two other characters p- that were part of that DLC pack. Yeah. Like mm, Adam yes. and I forget who else or whoever. Very well done trailer, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, uh, it's cool to see these characters. And all of a sudden, the fucking Ninja Turtles appear at the end. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I thought it was a trailer for this, but it's also a trailer for this, and it super rules. Yeah. Um, so, Tekken 7, I'm guessing, for me, Joe. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, as yeah. much, like, I did enjoy Justice 2, but, like, Tekken 7 is still a game that I can still go back to and just kind of really just... You know, just fucking with it. Yeah. Um, you see, with this year, like, you know, the, the competition is so high, I can understand that. I was more concerned that you just straight up didn't like uh, Injustice 2. And I was like, oh, come on. It did some right thing. But it sounds like you guys liked it. So, And this was, like, not an open and shut case for at least most of you. So I, I, I can understand that. I can, I can I'm, s- I'm not the best at the Mortal Kombat fighting engine, but I've always liked it. So, yeah, it was, I thought Injustice 2 was very fun. Especially, I didn't enjoy Injustice 1 that much. Mm. Like, I liked its concept, but Injustice 2 is really good. So, yeah, I, I'm not just blowing that off. It's, yeah, I'm I mean, glad although... Joe was here, though, because, Malcolm, <laughs> you should know this. I'm, I'm the Tekken fanboy to your Injustice fanboy kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm glad you're I mean, because, like, I wanted to Tekken 7, like, not giving a shit, because, like, there have been all these Tekken games between, like, 
Like after Tekken three, like Tekken four, five, and six, like I just must like I like they're not bad, but they didn't. They're do not anything bad, new. yeah, but they don't do anything to draw you in. Like I like playing Tekken on PS one. Like Tekken two and three were like huge for me. Oh, Tekken three. PS1. Tekken three was the first one I played. So <laughs> good. But like after that, like it just fell off. It's like yeah, but like, but like Tekken seven just came back. It's like hey, motherfuckers, remember Tekken and how good it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: the only thing that I. It, that I didn't really enjoy about Tekken 7 is the thing, same thing I don't enjoy with every fighting game, and that's that the boss is still just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't remember the last time I played a fighting game where the boss wasn't just this ridiculous batshit insane thing that's going to kill me 27 times. Uh, I thought Injustice did a good job with that. Injustice probably handled the final boss a little bit better than yeah, most places. Especially especially Mortal Kombat, which is what its system is based off yeah, of. Yeah, like mm. I did beat Injustice 2. I did not beat Akuma at the end of Tekken 7. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. I was like, that'll do. I'll, I'll just look this up on YouTube. It's fine. <laughs> uh, like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, where it's like, what do you got to do? You got to beat uh, Chao Kahn three times. What's a Street Fighter? What do you got to do? You got to beat this. I don't know. He's going to be glowing. He's probably going to be blue. We don't know what his name is. But I do uh, hate he's that. He's probably going to know all the moves. It's like Street Fighter and I think Mortal Kombat did that, where, where it's like, oh, they can flash gold for a moment. And when they do, they just say, fuck your combo and just beat you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Pretty much. Or, or they get like this one move that drains three fourths of your life bar just because. Like, uh. Well, it's bullshit too because both Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, up until the boss, you're up against things that are testing your actual skills with the game of like button, you know, the right button combinations and being fast enough and taking advantage of things. And then you get to the boss and it's like, nope, this is just let's see how long you can beat your head against this wall before you break the wall. <laughs> um, and yeah, and another thing too with Tekken is that I, th- I feel like it's got. A- a little bit more like longevity in terms of like its game modes. Like with with Injustice, like I'm like with any fighting game really. Like I'm not gonna play it a lot online because I'm just gonna get my fucking the brakes beaten off of me by anybody. Uh, that's even oh, half serious. So <laughs> but like with Tekken Seven, like what I like once I beat the story and like say Injustice, like there's not a whole lot to do if you're not playing a game online. Uh, but you know Tekken Tekken Seven has this uh, the treasure mode uh, that you can the treasure battle mode where you can yeah. just kind of, where again, like this, the game also has you know a lot of customization, um, the way like Injustice does, but like doesn't have any actual impact on like the characters, statistics, or attributes. It says, hey, like let's put a book club shirt on Akuma because why not? <laughs> um, why wouldn't but, you? Why wouldn't you? But yeah, like it's it's a basically it's it's a single player like mode against the AI where like the further you get, the more treasure like unlo- like just the more like customizable stuff you unlock for like these individual characters and that's something they can just go back to and fuck around with uh even if you're not playing that game online and still get a lot out of it so mm-hmm. like ultimately I, I think that just it just has you know better legs than than a lot of fighting games tend to have uh especially if you're not into playing the game playing a game online um i think that comes for a lot as well very good all right so tekken moves for tekken seven excuse me moves forward <laughs> tekken four <laughs> moves, what? Uh, i was about what to say I was about to say Tekken moves forward, but uh, I didn't want you, anyone to think that we were nominating the PS1 game. But anyway, <laughs> Tekken yeah. 7, that was, a, that was a great piece of business. Uh, Tekken, Tekken 7. Four, Tekken 4 can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I actually oh. wasn't a fan of Tekken 4. So, one of my, every, anytime anyone mentions Tekken, I think of this one friend I have who keeps posting this Tekken meme that for some reason I just laugh at every single time. And it's a picture of Eddie Gordo. And it reads like you can tell a lot about a person based on what 
fighter they pick in a game. For instance, <laughs> yeah, that one. So, for instance, if you pick Eddie Gordo, you're probably a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that one. Oh, oh, another great thing about Tekken 7, Malcolm, is that you can dress up King uh, as Kazuchika Okada. I, I heard about that, too. I, <laughs> I, I unlocked that immediately, uh, and let me tell you, it's fantastic. It's <laughs> good. King I actually playing... has, has one of the best King... backstories, in, the, in my opinion. He does, and I've, what, I've always wanted them called? to... I've always wanted them to connect him more to, like, modern-day, like, wrestling. Like, put a Bullet Club shirt on him or something like that. Or just give him only super kicks, and that'd be great. <laughs> well, what was funny was, I think it was Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Um, I played it when it first came out, and I started playing it with one of my friends who was really big into wrestling, and that's when I was also, like, getting back into wrestling. And he found out one of King's grabs moves was he picks you up in, like, a fireman's carry, but then he, like throws you and hits you with a throws you like up in the air and hits you with a stunner nice. and then he was just he looked at me when he did that and he goes i know you wanted to fair fight but i'm gonna spam this move for the rest of the fight and for any other match that we ever do this is the only move i'm gonna do and i looked at him and i go yeah i can understand that <laughs> like uh now, hit somebody with a stunner why wouldn't you do it all the time <laughs> Like I remember when I was really young, I would give my get my fighters finishers. If there was a move I liked, I had to end the fight with that move somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people did that. I I would find moves too where I was like, I want to hit him with this move and kill him or something. <laughs> anyway, we move on to the next round. Um, just to speed things along here, as Hellblade takes on Destiny Two. Um, all right, Hellblade, let's go on to the third one. All right. <laughs> So next up, we got Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just because we have a certain listener who's a real big fan of this game, uh, RK, I really wanted to like this game. I really did. I did play that beta. I had a – it was a lot of fun. And that first mission reminded me of all the fundamentals and whatnot that I did like about it. Uh, I didn't get it launched, but then the things started coming out, little things like – how they handled their DLC and uh, how is Destiny 1.5 and not really 2 and how they were nerfing people's experience uh, on missions and whatnot, saying they were getting one thing but they would get another. Then taking away multiplayer modes just because they wanted you to buy the DLC. And then they crossed the line when they put that stupid advert on my PS4. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Freaking uh, I made sure that never became a thing again really quick. But uh, And on top of that, you know, even if it was a good game, it's going against Hellblade, which really stole a lot of people's hearts this year. And, yeah, I, I don't know how you pick anything else but Hellblade. Obviously, that's by my, where my vote goes. Uh, Joe, you haven't said anything yet. Well, because, I mean, you guys already both voted, so it doesn't matter what I say. Um, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, def <laughs> defend Destiny. Come but on. but I, I do also agree. It's, it's got to be Hellblade. Like, like I, I, I gave Destiny 2 its fair shake. I was like, all right, I bought the PlayStation 4 Pro bundle because uh, I wanted that white console. I wanted to upgrade to a PS4 Pro, and my only option was to get Destiny 2 along with it because that's what's bundled in there. It's like, all right, fine, let's pop this in. Um, and I played, you know, the opening mission, which is the same as the opening mission in the beta. Uh, and I played a couple of missions afterwards. Uh, and, you know, that game, you know, it's still a bungee first-person shooter, which means it plays fantastically well. Uh, you know, the shooting mechanics are, of are, are still, of course, you know, top shelf. Um, you know, it's kind of fun, you know, playing as a hunter. It's like, oh, yeah, like I've got this energy sword that it just fucked people up. 
all right, cool, fun. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's still not, like the gameplay loop uh, still isn't grabbing me uh, the way I kind of hoped, you know, once upon a time when that first Destiny 1 beta came out, I was like, ooh, mm. like, man, imagine how magical this game could be. Um, and, <laughs> and yeah, like, it's just, it's a game I root for every time I, I look at it. It's like, it just never catches for me. Um, whereas, you know, Hellblade is, is, it's not what a lot of people were expecting. You know, like, it's, you know, like, oh, like, it, it's Ninja Theory announcing that, it's like, yeah, we're making this AAA quality game uh, for, you know, a, a, an indie price or whatever. It's Half the price, super, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not going to be super long as a result, but, you know, it is going to be highly polished. It's going to look fantastic. Um and, you know, it's still not, and even knowing all that, it's, it's still not exactly what you would expect out of, you know, like, an NG theory. Like, you know, their their pedigree is in, like, character action games, you know, like, Heavenly Sword, uh, Enslaved, you know, DMC. Uh, very different games than what Hellblade is, uh, which is much more, much, much slower, much more deliberate. It's more, it's more of a deep dive into uh, uh, to this character, you know, Senua, who, who and again, I, this isn't a game that I beat, <laughs> but it is a game I played pretty pretty heavily and you know the 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 story uh behind it you know the the, the acting just the, the sound design which is crazy like the, the game was like you should play this with headphones and i was like all right let me try this and it's fucking so crazy it's so creepy and good um just top-notch design from top to bottom um it's yeah it's it's really it's really it's really a great accomplishment from from ninja theory it's not what people would expect and it's i think it's better for it um like when the startup screen hits and it tells you, by the way, we hired a mental health therapist for this game. As it's an the advisor. first credit. It's the yeah. first credit when you, right. when you start the it's, game. And that's basically uh, the game telling you, hey, we really tried. Like, we didn't just throw this together. Like, we thought about this. And it really yeah, shows, it's, too. It's not like, oh, this is what we imagine a crazy person to be. <laughs> and like like you would get with a lot of games. Like, that's like imagine if David Cage made this game. It would be very different. Oh, God. <laughs> It'd probably be very bad. Hellblade uh, starring Jim Carrey. <laughs> I will say I will say this. I can't really say it any better than, than Joe and Malcolm did. Like I played Destiny 2. Really liked it. It's a really fun game. Mechanic-wise, it's really well put together. There's something to be said about how inconsistent Bungie is with keeping it good, and keeping content flowing, and keeping people happy with it, which I think is a big detriment to it. Uh, but even if that wasn't the case... I'm sorry, it's Destiny 2 that didn't do anything really groundbreaking, didn't do anything really over the top, which you don't have to do that as a game. Not all games have to do that, but if we're going to put it up against Hellblade, Hellblade does, and it, <laughs> and it excels at everything it does. Does Hellblade probably have a couple hiccups gameplay-wise? Yeah, it's not yeah. perfect. It's not perfect. Gameplay is, might be its weakest thing, but it's still good gameplay. Uh, but then it also has a really good message. It has really good acting. Has a really good atmosphere. It just hammers away. Uh, actually, the more I talk about it, uh, the more I'm wondering how far Hellblade's going to make it in this tournament. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a, like, for the moment I saw it there, like, for starters, it like, it shows you how stacked our, the roster was that Hellblade is in the Cinderella bra- bracket, to be, fr- to be frank. But, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I it's going to be... I, it's my favorite, but we'll see what happens with it there. All right, moving up next, uh, Joe and uh, Joe and Tyler will take point on this one as I haven't had a chance to play as uh, Walking Dead Season 3 versus uh, the game that I misread at first as Life is BS, but it's actually Life, 
Life is strange. <laughs> it kind of is BS for some of these characters, but life is strange <laughs> yeah. before the storm. Uh, guys, what did you think? Uh, let me ask Joe. Um, Joe, is this a difficult decision for you? It really is because. These... Oh, okay. I, okay, I'm glad because it kind of is for me too. Yeah, I mean, because on the one hand, um, in The Walking Dead season three uh, is, and I guess technically it's not called season three; it's End of Frontier. Yeah. Uh, that game is really good. <laughs> like still, it's still knocking it out of the park. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, from like still, from season it's, one. Yeah, it's this. still it's still Telltale's you know strongest you know, game or series or, you know, however you want to categorize uh, what they do. Uh, but The Walking Dead, I still think, is kind of their flagship game. Definitely. Uh, and, you know, it really shows with, with, with New Frontier. Like, it, I think it's the best looking of the games they've made. Um, it definitely runs the best. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the characters that, that, that kind of carry through, you know, from game to game are still probably the strongest uh, that they've written. Uh, and Clementine's story, you know, at this point is it's been really good. Yeah. Like, like oh it's my gotten God. to a point where it's like, man, like this, the writing for, for Clementine, like she's, for, as far as it's, I'm concerned, she's, she's one of the all time great characters. It's weird looking back on season one with her, isn't it? Yeah. Cause I mean, from season one, you know, it's, it's this, this adorable little kid that you kind of just rescue out of, you know, this dire situation. Yeah. And, she's, and I mean, she was the, and Craig and Joe, we talked about this because, Oh God, this is so long ago. I reviewed this game. <laughs> I think when we worked for PS uni, <laughs> I reviewed season one, and I think you and I agreed, and I think uh, Malcolm agreed too, is Clementine was like the reason I was making decisions where it was like, when you had to make a decision, it's like, is this going to hurt Clementine at all? If it's not, then I'll do it. And when you'd meet someone, it's like, are they going to hurt Clementine at all? If they are, I'm going to fuck them up. (laughs) And now she's this warrior. I mean, yeah, because I mean, at the end, I mean, the what the new frontier in the title refers to it, it's this, it's this, you know, this group, this kind of like encampment where it's like mm-hmm. kind of this brutal kind of encampment on top of that, where like think, I mean, that, I mean, if there's a detriment to The Walking Dead, you know, kind of in any medium, is that it kind of revolves around the same thing where it's like, all right, you're following this character, whether it's yeah, Clementine, there's only so much you can do where there's Rick or whoever you're following, but, but the, the story beat how it ends up is that you find this encampment of people. And oh, turns out it's a brutal place to live, and the uh, the leader of this place is and ends up being the big bad or whatever. And that's basically it's, just, every- it's the same problems the show is the show has had for the past few seasons. Yeah. It's like it's still good, the writing's still good, like the acting's still good, but you, there's only so many times you can tell the same story. Yeah, so I mean that's and you know as as much as like all right, maybe that's a little tiresome, but that's to me that's a bigger credit to the writing of the individual characters in, in yeah. Frontiers that like all right, like maybe like structurally it's basically the same story but like they still manage to keep it compelling because it's not just clementine they like clementine is obviously you know a huge part of the season but like she's not the character you control primarily yeah. um it's uh oh god what's this guy javier right javier garcia well, i was hoping i was like please don't say you know the name <laughs> um you know he's the character that you control primarily and his story uh and the story of his particular group is is, is really good um you know because he he's basically this kind of a fuck up. Like he, he kind of had his story is that, you know, he kind of had everything kind of laid out in front of him to succeed. Like, Oh, like he was a successful baseball player, but I guess he got caught up in some gambling scandal or something and basically threw away his success. 
Uh, doesn't matter now, though. Doesn't matter now. But the point is, like, he kind of goes back to, like, before the zombie outbreak, he goes back to his family and, like, and his and his brother, his, like, a giant asshole, throws <laughs> 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 he, he it into his face, like, every chance he gets that, oh, you're a big fuck up, this and that, like, you're not mature, blah, blah, blah. But once the zombie outbreak happens, like, his brother kind of disappears, uh, and his brother's got a family, like, you know, he's got his, his niece, he's got his sister-in-law or whatever, uh, but, like... They're like, I don't, we don't know where my brother is. So he's disappeared for months. It's been months. We have no idea where the fuck he is. Uh, so he kind of takes over as the patriarch of of, of, of his brother's family. You know, like he kind of he takes care of his sister-in-law, you know, their kids or whatever. Uh, and, you know, like after all this time together, like, oh, they start falling for each other. You know, his sister-in-law and him. Uh-huh. And, and they kind of go up and they and they happen upon this camp, this new frontier camp. And. Oh, what's the big twist at the or the twist at the end of the first season or first episode is that oh, David's been here all this time <laughs> with the New Frontier and he's kind of the leader and oh he's the reason that the New Frontier is basically giant assholes or whatever. Okay, so I wasn't the only one who thought okay this is kind of like a reversal of yeah. season one of The Walking Dead. Mm. Like, did you get that just a little bit at least with that dynamic? Yeah, a little bit. Like it was kind of like if. I don't remember his wife's name, but it was kind of like if Shane and Rick's wife <laughs> had come in and Rick had been in Shane's place. Like, you know what I mean? Like they reversed it a oh, little yeah. bit. I felt like that was kind of what they were going for. Yeah. And it, and it's, and it's super awkward because at this point it's like, all right, Javier and, 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 you know, his sister-in-law have clearly fallen for each other and kind of are happy to not live with, with David, his, his brother. And all of a sudden he's back in their lives and they're, they're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And at that point, you know, they, they run into Clementine, too. Uh, and, you know, and it turns out that she was part of the New Frontier also before she got kicked out for for basically protecting a kid that she kind of was protecting in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that whole story come, kind of comes to a head where it's like, all right, what did happen after season two? And it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, Clementine, you know, as this, like, teenager was basically raising this kid who was, who was younger than she was even uh, when you meet her in season one. It's like... And yeah, like all these fucking character dynamics come into play, um, and it's it's incredible. It's it, it it's like you know you also get a cameo from one of the more popular characters in the comic books. You, know, you get to see Jesus, which is great. Uh, yep. And he's such a great part of the sh- uh, of this season as well. Uh, even if he's only in there for a couple episodes, it's still really great. I just uh, like it when you see these characters from the comics and from the show as well, like yeah. big people in the sh- current show coming into the game because the games still take place like before the show yeah um so it's always cool when that happens yeah so just just really strong just a really strong showing for 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 telltale and the walking dead uh like it's still it's still my favorite way to my still my favorite version of the walking dead is still the telltale game (laughs) yeah ah but then life is strange yes bts a game that has no business being any good at all (laughs) no because the conceit for the for the first life was for the like the first game was that oh you've got this crazy time travel you can time travel what and if then the second and then the second one comes out and there's none of that you can't time travel anymore I'm sorry it's just, what like yeah it's just the it's just the story it's like oh yeah my uh my friend Brock uh on the on the podcast I do he played this and he talked about it on the last episode I was like okay I need to play that so I've been looking so looking into it very recently like in the past week. And as I'm playing it, I'm like, okay, I get what he means. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's like, really good. Uh, like, um, the the conceit here is that, well, I guess it, it, you have to kind of know what's going on for, from the first uh, game, which is where 
where you and you know the original Life is Strange, you're, you're playing as Max and you're kind of you've got these time travel powers and you're kind of trying to figure out what happened to this girl whose name is Rachel Amber, who's like super popular in the in the town and and at the high school you go to, right. uh, and she just ups and disappears and like a lot of that game is you trying to figure out what that is what happened there, um, and a lot of the stuff you know going on in the background is like oh you're hanging out with your friend Chloe. Uh, who like kind of resents you for moving out of town, like you know, like really like dumb like preteen stuff. Where it's like, yeah. like, like it's like Max doesn't have a choice where she fucking lives. It's her parents. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was definitely like it was a lot of preteen stuff. But I think that's what resonated with a lot of people because it's like it's life. Yeah, and yeah, so like in that game, you reunite with each, and you you kind of hang out with Chloe. You kind of still doesn't like that you moved away or whatever, and that and you talk to her about Rachel Amber. You're like, oh, like. Like she was like no she was my best like shoot like it was me and Rachel like when when you were gone when you left me Rachel was there for me it's like okay well, all right <laughs> like all right I guess we'll shoot but what you have time you have time travel powers yeah which, which got, and, and I, I can't imagine how the sequel is good but it is when you take out the main like thing yeah. like the main gameplay element and you and the whole thing is that you kind of dive into what that relationship between Chloe and Rachel was. And as you get into each, <laughs> as you get through each episode, and it's only three episodes, uh, yeah. and they're all out now. Um, and there's a like an epilogue episode coming, but I don't think you need to play it to, to really appreciate what the actual before the storm stuff is. Uh, and you play through it, and you build this relationship with with Rachel. You're like, well, okay, this is a really special thing that obviously she would be very upset to lose. Yeah, uh, and it's it's really good. It's it's so it's really well written. Um, and I kind of came away from Before the Storms thinking, like, maybe I kind of prefer playing as Chloe over playing as Max. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was another thing that surprised me a little bit. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's good in a way that, it, like, it's so far outside of what, like, Telltale is doing. Like, it's very different, and, like, obviously it's, obviously, you know, Walking Dead is a very different thing. Um, but, yes, but I like that we have this other company now that has stepped up and is saying, Hey, we're gonna make episodic, story-focused games. Yeah, because as much as adventure, I like... adv- adv- based on like old-timey adventure games, like style gameplay, and we can succeed too. Yeah, and because as much as I like what Telltale does with The Walking Dead, like by and large with their other stuff, like eh, I can take it or leave it. If I'm being honest, like it, like a lot of the stuff that they do is really janky. Kind of looks. Uh, well, yeah, not not all of it works. Uh, like the Wolf Among Us had some pretty good stuff. Uh, Back to the Future was a little weird yeah. at times. Um, like, Batman's pretty good. Batman was good. Like last year, we t- it was actually part of this wild card bracket too. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty good too. This Guardians year. of the Galaxy was fun. Yes, I haven't played that, but it's pretty fun. Mm. Uh, Jurassic Park was pretty good too. <laughs> uh, man, but, okay, uh, let me rephrase it. I had fun with Jurassic. Park. <laughs> Perhaps it wasn't that good. But yeah, but like, but yeah, Life is Strange before the storm. Um, yeah, like that was a game that I went into not thinking anything good could come out of it. Because like you're playing with some, with not the main character. Like you don't have the the, the power that kind of made the 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 first game so distinct. Um, but yeah, like the writing in this was super strong. Uh, you know, despite the fact it's not the same studio who made the, the original game. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of Don't Not, it was Deck Nine, I think. Uh, but yeah, like just really strong showing. Like I just, I was kind of floored by it, if I'm being honest. Let me. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to give it to Life is Strange, mm. just for me, just because I went in with expectations of not knowing what to expect. 
which might have to be with the fact that I've played Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm in such so close together. Like <laughs> after hearing one of my friends talk about it recently. Uh, but I, like I went in, even though he talked highly about it, like, okay, I know it's different. There's no time travel this time, as they said. Um, <laughs> I love that the mechanic here, the, 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 the gimmick here is that instead of a time travel mechanic, you have a shit talking mechanic. <laughs> where yes. Like, where it's like, all right, Chloe's this loud mouth that just kind of mouths off. Uh, and that's what gets her to a lot of trouble. But it's also what gets her out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. so I, I went in not knowing what to expect and was not only pleasantly surprised, but kind of floored by how how good it was whereas with the walking dead i went in knowing i was going to get something good and definitely got something that was very very good but i don't know it just like didn't floor me like i was playing and i was like ah the walking dead it's still good (laughs) like one of the things that i loved uh in life is strange uh and before the storm was that you know rachel amber she she's in this what play was it in she was in some shakespeare play uh and Uh, ah, fuck the Tempest. Tempest, yeah. I was uh, like, before the storm, <laughs> Tempest. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like, one of the other actors in the show, like, she just can't make it. And Rachel Lambert, uh, she's like, hey, maybe you should be in the show. <laughs> and you're like, what? Um, and you're so enamored with this girl. You're like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> and then you have to go perform in this show. You have to recite the lines. Uh, okay. You have to read the script and remember what the lines are. Uh, and then recite them. Uh, in the show with, you know, with, with the dialogue options. I remember like, thinking while doing that, I was like, awesome. Like, I was hoping this game would bring up my, like, intense social anxiety that I have. <laughs> uh, thanks for putting this on display again. Uh, that's a really cool thing. Um, and, yeah, there's just a lot of great moments like that, you know, kind of peppered throughout the whole season. And it's really good. It's really good. I, I, I just don't, I still can't believe that it was as good as it was. Is that your pick? Uh, it might be. Malcolm, did you play any of these? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I was, for the sake of fairness, I was hoping you guys would come to to an agreement, but I could make a decision if you can't. Um, I choose Life is Strange. Yeah, I think I, I go with that as well. I was going to actually go, going by just what you guys were saying, I was going to go towards that as well. All right. All right. So, sweet, but... All right. <laughs> Life is Strange Before the Storm. Sounds like a really fun game, as does, of course, Walking Dead Season 3. So, but Life and Strange is moving on, and we move on to another couple of games, which regretfully I haven't played, uh, is <laughs> Dacoma takes on uh, Night in the Woods, and I've heard a lot about both games. I don't know how to call this one, so <laughs> Well, the lesson uh, here for your, both games is that socialism is the answer <laughs> to all of society's ills. Well, I could have told you that, but... <laughs> Joe, have you played either of these? Uh, I've completed both of these games. Okay, I'm going to leave it to you because I haven't played either of them. All right. Oh, wow. Um, Both me and uh, Tyler will flip coins if you can't decide. Yeah, because, uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so Tacoma's conceit is that um, it's it's made by Fulbright. Uh, their follow-up to, you know, Gone Home. Obviously, it's not a sequel or anything, but, you know, this is the game after that. <laughs> and, you know, that brings a lot of expectations as to what, you know, they bring to the table here. Um, and... You know, people were kind of expecting, oh, it's probably going to just be Gone Home in Space. <laughs> um, and sort of, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know if that know, sounds great or or really well, so terrible. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to think of that. So. No, I mean, that's not necessarily fair to the game. You know, it's like, it's like, all right. Like, but what they delivered is that, so what the game is, is that Tacoma is a space station. Uh and it and you're you're this contractor. I forget what her name is, but you play as this contractor who's been ta- tasked with 
kind of investigating what happened on on the space station, which you know there's a distress signal, uh, the crew is nowhere to be found, uh, and so you enter the space station, and the way the story unfolds in front of you is that it's much more linear than than Life is Strange is, or not Life is Strange, than uh, Gone Home is. Uh, you know, gone home. If you know where to go, you can beat that thing in 15 minutes. Uh, Tacoma is much more guided in a way. You know, it's like, all right, you have to go here, you have to go here, you have to go here. Um, but the way the story unfolds is that you kind of go through from terminal to terminal, basically, and that kind of brings up these kind of holograms of what the crew were doing. You know, and you kind of kind of get to see what they were doing, uh, how they were talking to each other, what the, you know, and what's cool is that all these holograms kind of walk around the space station in real time. Uh, so you'll play, you know, the holograms where, you know, these six, six people are hanging out uh, and then two people will kind of walk over to like the locker room or whatever. Well, these two people stay over here. So you basically replay the holograms, you know, following all these different characters around different parts of the space station, kind of piecing together what happened. Um, and what happens basically, I guess, I don't know, I feel like I guess I kind of have to kind of talk about what the story beats are uh, to kind of give you a full picture. But what it ends up kind of being is that, you know, the, 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 the corporation that owns the space station basically um, kind of left these people to die basically because they they basically want to automate everything. Uh, the whole point of the thing is that, oh, like the space station workers are kind of all, you know, they all decided to unionize uh, and, you know, because they want to not be made obsolete by machines. Uh, they're like, hey, maybe people <laughs> deserve, you know, jobs and stuff. Uh, and, you know, they fought to unionize and it was successful. Uh, but, you know, this corporation kind of manipulates things so that, oh, there's a catastrophe on the space station and we will leave them to die so that we can prove that automation is safer. <laughs> and it's like, holy shit. And the AI on the ship is basically trying to, the AI on the ship is programmed to not tell them this, even though it knows, but like the AI having a conscious or whatever, like even though it's not allowed to tell them, it's like kind of nudging them towards like, hey, <laughs> Uh, maybe you should try to be more careful with this so that there's not a big catastrophe <laughs> later. They're like, huh, okay. Um, yeah, and, and it doesn't really pull a lot of punches either because it's like in this future, um, you know, like you kind of kind of gathering like what you gather from like employee profiles or whatever. It's like, oh, this person, what country are they from? Like it's not the United States. It's like this weird like everything, like the United States doesn't exist in this future. It's like, it's like, oh, the the freedom states of Texas or whatever the fuck. It's like what <laughs> <laughs> weird shit like that. Um, and you know, like, oh, where did you graduate from? Amazon University. What? <laughs> <laughs> like shit. Like, like they, like they, hey, like, that's they gonna be a that's gonna be a thing in a few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they don't pull any punches by like making fake versions of these companies they name dropped it like yeah google <laughs> um yeah amazon yeah microsoft whatever it's like damn man <laughs> um and yeah like it kind of builds this like kind of dire future where it's like oh currency like there's you know space currency or whatever but there's also loyalty that you can turn into core like you can also get loyalty points by working for certain companies and you can turn that into currency like what the fuck man <laughs> Uh, and it kind of paints this pretty dire picture of what the future can be. It's like, mm. <laughs> we're corporations on everything. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's it goes into some goes some interesting places uh, with the story. But, um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> like it's not quite what Gone Home is because it, it like it like Gone Home, you know, kind of came out of left field. Uh, you know, Tacoma being you know the next game that out of that studio kind of comes with its own expectations, which isn't necessarily fair to that game. Uh, but you know it is what it is. You know it's so that impact isn't quite the same. 
but definitely a game uh, worth checking out for sure. Like it's got a really strong message. I think that uh, is very relevant to today's society. <laughs> um, Night in the Woods also very good um, for I guess similar reasons. It uh, doesn't take place in the space station. It takes place in a sleepy like mining town uh, in this non-specified region of you know the world or whatever. I assume it probably Pacific Northwest if one were to guess. Um, but the story there is that you play... It's the only place where there's woods. <laughs> it's the Pacific Northwest. Um, but the story there is that you play as May, uh, who is this kind of like college... Who is this college dropout, kind of like, you know, like a burnout, basically. She kind of... She went to school for like a year and a half or whatever it is uh, and decided it wasn't for her. So she goes back to her town uh, to move back in with her parents and kind of figure her own... Figure her shit out, basically. And she moves back and like, you know, she gets to, you know, hang out with her friends again. But, you know, having, with the time having passed, you know, shit's a little bit different now. Like people have jobs and whatnot. Um, and the strength of that game is that the writing between characters is really strong. Like it's really believable in a way that you don't see in a lot of games. Um, like that game was written in a way that like, oh yeah, like this actually sounds like the way people would actually talk to each other, uh, friend, the way friends would talk to each other. Um, and yeah, like you basically go through the way that game kind of unfolds is that you kind of play through every day or whatever. Uh, you start at your house, you know, your mom's downstairs, you know, at the table after breakfast or whatever, you can talk to her. Uh, no, she's like, Hey, how's stuff? You know, (laughs) like, like how's, how's things, you know, like trying to figure out like why you came back from school instead of, you know, going to school or whatever. Uh, you leave, you go hang out with, like, all the townspeople or whatever. Um, and, yeah, like, basically you just kind of talk to everybody every day. Uh, and and that's kind of what the game, all like, the whole, like, there's, like, a kind of, like, oh, there's a mystery kind of behind everything, but it's not really what the game, it's not really what pulls you into the game. Like, there's an underlying mystery or whatever, but, like, it, like, I don't think that's where the game's strength is. It's it's all in the interaction between, like, me and all different friends uh, in town. Like, her closest friends are, she's in a band with all of them. Uh, and the game kind of deviates into, like, weird little mini games sometimes. Where it's like, oh, yeah, now <laughs> you, you're a friend or, like, or no, you and your, your, your bandmates are, like, playing. Like, oh, like, let's practice it. Like, let's practice. Like, but I don't know the song. You're going to fucking play the song. Like, what? <laughs> and all of a sudden it's, like, a Guitar, guitar Hero game or whatever. You're like, oh, okay. It's a rhythm game. Uh or you'll hang out with one of your friends and it's like, oh, like let's play the stabby game we used to play. You're like, what? <laughs> and you're stabbing each other in the hand, in each other's hands or whatever. It's like it's it's weird shit like that. And oh yeah, that stabbing game we used to play. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, and it's it's weird little moments like that where it's like, okay, it's 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 basically just about the relationships between like May, and and you know her friends and her family and and all these townsfolks and and things change like every day. It's like all right, like. If you go, like, there's a science teacher that, you know, the science teacher that you, like, he hangs out on his roof every other day. Like, hey, let's look at constellations. Like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> you'll find constellations. Like, tell me about this constellation. It's like, oh, here's a crazy story about this constellation. You're like, okay. And that's basically the game. It's just you kind of hanging out in this town, um, you know, every day. You hang out with your mom in the morning. You go hang out with your friends during the afternoon. You come back home, hang out with your dad, who's watching, like, this corny-ass, like, late-night show. Um, and that's basically the loop of that game. And yeah, like, I don't know. I, I kind of wish more people played it because I feel like I'm kind of talking to myself at this point. <laughs> no, no, you're talking to us. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So I want to, I want to, I want to pick just from the way Joe presented them. I want to make my pick. Okay. I picked Tacoma. 
Hmm. Which one did you pick, Joe? You you talked about it with far more reverence, I feel like. Now, you might have just been tired after. <laughs> I'm not sure. Malcolm, what do you say? Because hmm. honestly, I could go either way with you. Yeah. Pick, pick Night, of the Wood, Night in the Woods to make it to where he has to pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Night in the Woods is really good. Like, there's some amazing characters in that game. I'm sure there is, yeah, yeah. Like, like your best friend Greg is, like, hysterical. He's, like, he works at, like, a 7-Eleven or a convenience store, and he's and he just doesn't do his work at all. He's always, like, looking for excuses to just blow it off work. He's like, hey, you want to go out back and <laughs> and smash some floors and tubes? Yes. <laughs> uh, classic Greg. Classic Greg. <laughs> I will say that I feel like you did talk about Tacoma with a lot more rever- reverence, too, so... I would probably side with that one. It's a good game. Yeah. They're both good games. We should play them both. Yeah. Which one do you which one do you pick? Ooh. In- mm. Intrigue. I feel like Night in the Woods is more fun, but I feel like Tacoma might be the better story. Mm. Well, okay, that's not a choice. You didn't make a choice. <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately I think that's what matters in between these two games is that the, I think the better story was in Tacoma. Okay. So you picked Tacoma. I used to say, I suppose I do. <laughs> okay. I was about to say, if you're like, well, I don't have to pick because you guys did, I'd be like, nope, switching to Night in the Woods. <laughs> you play both games. All right. But I guess it's come to the call. All right. So we continue with the first of our semifinals here. First off, <laughs> we have Tekken 7 versus Hellblade. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting uh, clash of styles here. Uh, I'm, you know, it's pretty obvious where i'm gonna lean towards but uh i'm curious so i'll just come out and say it i guess uh i kind of feel like the nod has to go with hellblade like and once again like i tekken 7 beat injustice 2 i wasn't upset about that because you know i did i did while i haven't bought it or played it i kept tabs on it and i saw how well it came together so i can see it going that way but i feel like going back to sort of why what Tyler was saying when he said when he chose uh, Hellblade over it, uh, it does a lot of new and interesting things that I feel sort of push it past uh, Tekken Seven. So I vote for Hellblade. Don't use my own words against me to, to down. <laughs> hmm. For for me personally, I, I I would actually go with Tekken Seven between mm. these two because like as much as I appreciate. No! What- no, what? I wanted you to. I didn't want to be the deciding factor. No. <laughs> what? I, what? I, as much as I like what Hellblade is doing, um, why do you let I me down? What I what I didn't care for necessarily is That's that you know that com- the combat isn't great. Like, and there's a lot of it um, in between. Like, as much as I love the story bits, uh, you know, the combat in between. Um, there's some stealth parts that I just didn't care for, um, and ultimately what. Like, like overall, like I'm not as satisfied with Hellblade as, as I was with Tekken Seven. Where it's like, all right, like, like I'm not gonna say like Tekken Seven was like this, like the story is like anywhere near what Hellblade was, but like, it, like I, I enjoyed it uh, a lot. And on top of that, you know, the gameplay overall, like I enjoyed playing Tekken Seven more than I enjoyed the act of playing uh, Hellblade. Like, like I, like I just don't care for <laughs> for, the, for the combat uh, in Hellblade very much at all. Uh, if I'm being perfectly blunt, and ultimately that that kind of is enough for me to for for Tekken Seven to edge past it. Oh, I feel like we're on the cusp of a major upset, in my opinion. But uh, all right, Tyler, the deciding vote is yours. 
fuck off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't want to do this because, because uh, like I don't completely agree with Joe. Like, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than he did. Not that he didn't enjoy it. Clearly, Joe enjoyed the game quite a bit and thought it was a very good game. Uh, But I don't think the stealth and combat and stuff bothered me as much. It's definitely a misstep in Hellblade. Uh, Or not a misstep. I don't know. It just doesn't mesh well with the rest of the game. But I want to pick Hellblade. But I keep coming back to the fact that not so much replayability, because obviously a fighting game has more replayability than like a... Yeah, yeah. You know, a game like this. But it's not just that. It's I liked Hellblade for what it did, and I think it deserves a lot of awards and stuff. And if it gets Game of the Year awards, that's great. But I'm not going to, like, go back to that and be like, yeah, I need to play this, like, more. Or I need to play this more times. It's just like, I played it once. I get it. (laughs) Like, it did its thing, and it was amazing for it. (sighs) I hate you, Joe, so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had way more fun with Tekken 7 than I thought I would and that's coming from a Tekken fanboy so I guess I gotta give it to Tekken 7 god God damn I like by like the smallest of margins like actually while I was talking that whole time I thought about just yelling out Hellblade and then just going quiet (laughs) (laughs) so I well and I thought I was it was an upset with uh, Destiny 2 going over Gravity Rush 2 Uh, nope God damn. <laughs> let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Malcolm. Would you have picked Hellblade over Injustice 2? Yeah. Like, hands down, no problem? Yeah, no problem. I'm not disagreeing. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah I, I I just thought, like, I see a lot of journey in Hellblade. You know, it was just, like, so artistic and so different. And, like, the direction that it went in was, like, granted, it was a short game. And, you you know, after I beat it, I, I'm probably not going to... I, I don't know if I'll ever go back to it. But then again, I, same thing's true with Journey. I never really went back to that game after I beat it for the first time because of the me- message was sent. But it was an experience that I'll remember. So in my opinion, Hellblade was better. But, you know, voting and all that. Well, again, I'm not, like I said, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just, I had to break it down and go with, like, what did I, what can I look back and say that I had more fun with? Mm. Because I kind of get the Journey thing, and I remember Journey got really high in my games for that game of the year, too, but eventually it lo- I don't remember what it lost out to Tekken when six. I was... <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is a long time, no. <laughs> Tekken 5, all right. And no, it wouldn't have lost to Tekken 6 or 5. Um, no, and that's the thing. I think that's also a big thing is I don't think Tekken 5 or 6 would have made it very far with me. Like, I liked them, but like we said, Tekken 7, I don't know. It just, it's like, it revitalized the franchise up a little bit anyway. But, Journey, but like I said with Journey, Journey eventually would have lost out to just something where just had more longevity, not as a game, but in my mind, like as memories go or something like that. It's like, well. Well, as uh, Tyler did say, you know, if this game moves on to win awards, that's fine. But unfortunately and ironically, because of his vote, it will not win any awards as it's been eliminated from our You know what? You really don't have to worry because if Tekken 7 lands where I know it's going to land, if it goes any further than the next bracket, it's not going to get my vote past that, I promise. <laughs> Which is so sad. I feel like Joe rigged this to make me feel, to, to give me feels. 
Like, <laughs> Joe rigged this whole thing to give me feels and make me make decisions I didn't want to make. Oh, oh, oh. He does that, trust me. You're going to see me much in the same position, if not worse, when we get to Yakuza 0 versus Resident Evil 7, trust me. But then again, it sounds like both of you already made your choice, so I'm probably not going to have to deal with that. So anyway, <laughs> we, we move to the final semifinal round, and that is... Uh, Tacoma versus Life is Bullshit. Folks, what what, what do you think? <laughs> He's... Life is strange. I think Joe's going to have more to I think Joe's going to have more to talk about this one or more to think about. Uh like since I didn't play Tacoma, I'm going to have to go with Life is Strange. Uh though to be fair from what he said about Tacoma, and Tacoma sounds like a lot of fun, I still feel like I'd pick Life is Strange. Uh Joe. I can't say for sure. All right, Joe. Where does the power lie in your opinion? Hmm. Uh, hmm. All right. So one of the one of the things too that's going on in Tacoma is that you know the the AI or whatever, um, you know that's kind of in charge with with running the systems and on, on the space station. Um, one of the things that's going on there is that you know a lot of the the crew members is like, hey, you're so you're an AI, right? Like you kind of have a, like a consciousness, and you can make you can learn to adapt and make your own decisions. It's like, shouldn't you be like, like the way they keep you here? Like, aren't you basically like if you're a sentient being? Like, shouldn't you have like rights and stuff? Or you're like, what? <laughs> um, like maybe I don't know. And uh, yeah, one of the twists, you know, at the end of this of Tacoma is that you know besides learning uh, what happened with you know like why everything went tits up at the space station. Uh, at the end, uh, it also turns out that oh, like you're not a, you're you, like even though you're hired by this company to kind of cover up what actually happened on the ship, like oh, like you're actually part of an AI rights activist group, uh, and you're actually there to instead rescue the AI and bring it to basically an AI haven with other AIs or whatever. It's like wow, okay, um, <laughs> all right, yeah. So it's like all right, cool. Um, which as you're kind of piecing together things uh, throughout the story um, is a little bit telegraphed, uh, I, I think, uh, unfortunately, which is something that the, I can't necessarily say the same for uh, as far as Life is Strange uh, before the storm. I feel like the story beats in in that um, are a little bit more graceful uh, than what happens in Tacoma. Like, as much as I enjoyed, you know, the message uh, of Tacoma and kind of stand behind it, uh, it can be a little heavy-handed at times. Uh, with it it's not super subtle <laughs> um whereas life is strange uh, is kind of like the slice of life thing uh where you're kind of just following the life between these two uh teenage girls who, who happen to love each other very much and it's super sweet <laughs> as, as you kind of see them get closer to each other you're like oh um and kind of seeing the shit that they kind of put up with just kind of being teenagers in you know again the pacific northwest not a pacific northwest uh represented in this bracket but um popular area popular yeah popular area. area i believe that's um, where tekken 7 takes place <laughs> yes but, yes uh, the mountain that uh, the heihachi throws uh kazooie off is mount rainier <laughs> it's mount rainier i believe that's where uh i believe that's where uh Quarong and his teacher beck tucson are native to uh the pacific northwest what with their names clearly yeah, the volcano that Tekken 7 takes place in at the end is actually Mount St. Helens. Yes, it's Mount St. Helens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I think uh, Life is Strange does a little bit better with its characters than Tacoma does. Uh, and for me, that goes toward that goes a long way. Um, I don't know. If, I, if I'm leaning any one way, I think it might be a little bit more towards Life is Strange than Tacoma. All right. It's any constellation, that's where I was going to go to. All right, so... 
Here we are, folks, the main event. The Upset Kid, Tekken 7, versus Life is Strange Beyond the Storm. Who will win? Joe, you're up first. You play, you have experience with both games. I really want to hear what Joe has to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know, man. This is a pretty wild matchup. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, on the one hand, I loved the queer relationship in Life is Strange. On the other hand, uh, that slow motion shit in Tekken 7 totally fucking whips ass. (laughs) So, it could go either way. Um, Hmm. Man, I don't know. Tyler, help! Oh no, 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 you can go first. <laughs> oh man, alright, so... Fine, you really want me to make a pick? Like, I'll make a pick. Mm. How about Malcolm go first? All right. No, because Malcolm's bitter towards Tekken 7. <laughs> It'll it's be... Beat him twice. <laughs> alright, so, using my flip app here, if it's... <laughs> no, I feel like that's fair, since he didn't play either of yeah. them. So, oh, all right. So we'll do one for Tekken Seven and two for Beyond the uh, Life is Strange. All right. Life is Strange. Life is Strange. Oh man. Uh, all right, I'll go now. So, so Malcolm, your vote is Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'll go. Um, I'm going to choose Tekken Seven. Yeah, there, there's a bold uh, and life- controversial pick there. <laughs> Life is Strange was a uh, really fun. Had a really really good story. Uh, the story was uh, better put together than Tekken Seven's story. Um, that being said, Tekken Seven story, as I said, surprised me, and I think it finally has started to utilize what should be utilized for story mode for these characters, and that's their cool like backstories and backdrops and stuff. Um, I don't know. Again, I just feel like Tekken. I just had so much fun with Tekken. <laughs> this oh. one doesn't hurt me as bad oh yeah i, I bet all right uh, J- joe it's all on you i won't it, be disappointed with whatever joe joe picks like because i feel like, like this is fair but i'm, I'm definitely picking so um like I, I i appreciate that both games kind of kind of went out of their way to kind of justify their existence yeah, <laughs> like feel- life is I feel like the message between the two games is they both surpassed your expectations. Yeah, definitely. For like, because you know, like, you know, Life is Strange um, before the storm. You know, it's like right, the, like no one really wanted the prequel to Life is Strange, um, and then you take away, you know, the the most interesting gameplay part, which is like, oh, you can time travel basically. Um, all right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Chloe's calling in. <laughs> nope, my phone's on silent, but I forgot I had an alarm set. Nice. Um, yeah, like Life is Strange uh, before the storm. You know, like that's just the story that people weren't necessarily asking for before. Our you know, pre-taped after playing... call-in show, guys. <laughs> pre-taped call-in show. Oh my god. Um, and you know, for them to be able to deliver a story that might actually be more interesting than what the original game offered, uh, with more interesting characters, um, it. It's like that's that's pretty good. Like that's 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 not that's, that's definitely that's definitely something I did not expect uh, coming into that. I'm actually getting blown away by the more we talk about them, the more similarities I'm drawing between the two. <laughs> or, like, like everything you said about life is strange before the storm is so true. Like, no one knew what to expect after the first one. It's like, oh, do we really want a prequel? Like, how's this gonna be? And for Tekken Seven, it was just like everybody was like. 
Do we really need a seventh one? I mean, like, what have you done for the past, like, few entries? <laughs> and, yeah, and, they both, co- and they both are just like, hey, fuck all you people. <laughs> we can still be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think ultimately, I think what, like, I, I have to, I think I have to go with the same line of thought that, that Tyler had in the previous round, which is that, yeah, yeah, like, obviously Life is Strange is good. It's very good, even. Uh, but it's not necessarily something that you go back to after playing through it the one time. Uh, whereas Tekken 7, um, man, that game's got some legs on it that a lot of games just kind of would kill for. <laughs> um, you know, it's a game that you can obviously play online uh, against other people, but, you know, you've got the story mode, you've got the treasure mode, you know, just so much different shit that you can do in that game and play it forever, uh, whether you play online or not. Uh, and, you know, they, they did just enough to tweak that game to, to not only get you know newbies into it but like people that fall off the Tekken after yeah. like so many different entries that were just like middling or or just not good at all and uh, i think this should i think this should be said is it's specifically because it's tekken 7 like if this had been tekken 6 it wouldn't have made it past injustice 2 i don't think i would have chosen oh, justice absolutely. 2 over it because while tekken 6 was a good game like they're all good games the engine's a solid fighting system but if it had been Tekken 6, it would have been like, well, this is uh, this is Tekken 5 plus 1. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Or they, Tekken 4 plus 2, like, that's what it is. Yeah, for so long, they didn't do anything to make you care about Tekken unless you were already super hardcore into fucking Tekken, uh, like, into the tournament scenes. Like, uh, like, but besides that, it's like, why would you give a shit about Tekken 5 or 6 if you don't super... If you're not super into, like, playing Tekken, like, at a tournament level? It's like, yeah. But, like, Tekken 7 just... They just did so much to to bring people back into the fold. Tekken uh, Seven is the Final Fantasy Fifteen of Tekken games. That's light. That is the light version. That 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 is that is stunningly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of hurts a little bit because it it didn't do nearly as much as Final Fantasy Fifteen, but it is kind of how it was for Tekken. Oh man, so I, I think it. Man, it's very strange, but it seems like Tekken 7 is... <laughs> I'm glad I could blow your mind with that. I just thought of it. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Tekken 7 is taking it here. So, in a shocking upset, Tekken 7 wins the Cinderella bracket. I will say my big concern is because it seems like the one thing you keep going to is like, oh, rep- replayability, I can come back and play. No game is going to beat a fighting game in terms of replayability. That's oh, that's like, not. Oh, that's, that's not, not true at all. That's not true at all. Uh, in yeah. fact, the game it's about to go up against. Uh, <laughs> like, how many times have you started started over that game and played again? I've you not beat it. I've beat it completely one time. Um, I've started it over three times and got about fifty to seventy five percent of the way through it. Uh, the other two times. Well, we can get into all that once we. Yeah, we, yeah. Right. Let's save it yeah. for that. <laughs> all right. I'm just but, saying. But, it's like, well, I keep coming back to that. It's like, I feel like I've. Uh, I feel like my plan has gone smoothly. Um, I think I scored a vote for that game from Malcolm in the next round <laughs> by making him hate this game. All right. I hate to break it to you, but it was probably going to get a vote from me in the in that round, regardless of who won the years. <laughs> hey, hey, I work hard. All right. It's like Hellblade <laughs> may have had a chance to make me think about it at least, but. I hey, know. I want to be honest. Yeah. I knew Hellblade was going up against Tekken 7 when I voted for Hellblade. And if you remember what I said, I'm wondering how far Hellblade's going to make it. In that moment, I thought I was going to vote for Hellblade over Tekken 7. <laughs> then we got there. Yeah. And, and I really thought about it. And I 
still was going to vote for Hellblade. And then Tekken 7 just kept edging its way over. Well, that being said, I'm curious to see what happens when we record the episode <laughs> and we get to that match to see where... The lesson, the lesson we learned here is that Tekken 7 fucking rips. Yeah, <laughs> apparently... Tekken 7 is fucking awesome. I love <laughs> Apparently yeah. Tekken is a really decent game. You should consider buying for your home library. Uh, let me say this, though. I think this should say how good the games were this year is this Cinderella bracket that you two put together. Uh, these are all good games. These are all incredible games. Mm. They played all of these and enjoyed them immensely. Even Destiny 2 that we Even had Destiny talked a little 2. bit of shit about. These are all good games. All right, well, folks, uh, congratulations to Tekken 7, making it on to take on Zelda Breath of the Wild. Have fun. All right. Oh, and then every, everybody right there was like, well, I know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> folks, thank you so much for joining us for our Cinderella Bracket episode 2.02 of the firmware update. We'll be back much sooner next time, we assure you. Tyler, thank you very much for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug really quick before we start with ours? Sure, I'll do my basic stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Tyler R. Lee underscore. Um, I have my own podcast, which I co-host with my friends Brock Parsons and Josh Forrester. We are The Nerd Cult, where we talk about all things in nerd and geek culture, movies, video games, tabletop games, uh, D&D, anime, manga, comics, all that good stuff. And you can find that at nerdcultpodcast.com. Uh, my last thing is I'm a published author. I have a book. You can find <laughs> it on Amazon. Uh, it is called An Unlikely Company. It is a fantasy adventure uh, novel. Uh, check it out. Uh, I've heard I've heard some good things about it. <laughs> so his name is Brock Larson. It's Brock. This is the main character. His name is Brock Larson. There, would you say uh, you're his advocate? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am his advocate. I I can't do this. Folks, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Firmware Update. If you like what you heard, you can hit that subscribe button on your podcast app on your Apple device and get us every episode downloaded as they come. You can also do us a solid and give us a five-star written review as that helps out the show tremendously. You have an if you don't have an iPhone and use Android, never fear. We're on such apps such as the Podbeam app, which you can download us straight away. You can also use such apps as Stitcher Radio as well as Pocket Cast to download and or stream us whenever you wish. You can also find us on our webpage, imagine that, thefirmup.com, where you can download each and every episode as they come. You can also find us on, on Twitter, the firm up for the show, PS Mouth for me, and at Wands23 for the show. We're also we also on Patreon at patreon.com slash firmware update. Every little bit helps can lead to us reviewing more games. May hey, if we can make enough, we'll quit our jobs and just do the show full time. That would be fun, wouldn't it, Joe? Yeah, to pay us ten thousand dollars a month, and we'll get right on that. Indeed. Hey, every little bit helps here. Or we, you could just give us 15 bucks to cover the subscription cost, whatever comes first. Folks, <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything else I'm forgetting, Joe? Uh, no, but um, please join us very soon for the main tournament, which will be 80 hours long, probably. 
Probably. We're going to have to work out a time for that. Folks, <laughs> and Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. And folks, thanks for having me. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.